Good morning to all our listeners around the world. Logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to download that Jano Radio app today. J-A-H-K-N-O Radio available in your Apple Store and Google Play Store. Today, we're also going live on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon at 10 a.m. Eastern. Filling in for DJ Sean on his show, The Big Deal. It is Tuesday, May 31st. Turn up Tuesday so you know how that goes. We are taking it to the club. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments. That's M-I Media Moments. And on Instagram at moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and of course the me there is also mi and here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news out of senegal police arrest two after the death of 11 babies in fire out of ukraine russia we do have live news updates biden says u.s will not send ukraine rockets that can reach russia UK to offer work visas to graduates from world's top universities. UK also introduces law to protect Northern Ireland's native language. In news out of North America, Canada introduces new legislation to freeze handgun ownership. Texas mass shooting could affect the governor's race. Very angry, Uvalde locals grapple with school chief's role. Biden sees chance of rationale, Republican approach on guns, and an exclusive, the Supreme Court leak investigation heats up as clerks are asked for phone records in unprecedented moves. In business and tech news, soon you'll be able to buy solar panels at IKEA. Tesla reportedly opening a 24-hour diner and a drive-in movie theater with EV charging stations. Companies that make bulletproof backpacks see spike in sales since devastating school shooting. In health and science news, tobacco industry causing huge environmental damage, the WHO warns. A brand new meteor shower could dazzle the night sky tonight. In sports news, <coughs> I gotta clear my throat on this one. Celtics reach the NBA Finals, hold off the Heat 100-96 in Game 7. All right, Celtics. NFL cornerback Jeff Gladney has died following a tragic car crash. In the Caribbean corner, manhunt launched for five Haitian migrants in Antigua and Barbuda. SVG Vincentian graduates graduates rather from Harvard University with first class honors. In Latin America, Hurricane Agatha sets May record, then weakens over Mexico. Three people found dead in Rio Grande River at U.S.-Mexico border. Believe it or not, stories: Indiana police found young boy dead in a suitcase. London Hospital launches investigation after woman delivers miscarried baby at home after hospital allegedly turned her away. In entertainment news, former Dolphin star Ricky Williams takes wife's last name to create balance. 
Shawnee O'Neill and Keon Henderson are officially married. Those are the headlines we have coming up, but first, here is what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. It's music news and Naturalist's views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join moments and Edra Solo and Marlon at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse and tune into QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Join us Monday, June 6th for Season 3 when we kick off more stimulating conversation. And don't forget to check out the John No Radio crew on JohnNoRadio.com and download that app today. J-A-H-K-N-O. Available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosola for the Rosolo Show Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And right after that, stay logged on for DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lankimatic every Thursday at 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. And then come Friday, it's Wanted Fridays with Mixmaster Kavan starting 7 p.m. Eastern. And then he returns on a Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Freestyle Saturday. Saturdays and Sundays, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Blazing Saturdays with DJ Simple and Big People Sunday. Today, we're going live on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon at 10 a.m. Eastern, filling in for DJ Sean and his show, The Big Deal. We'll be right back after the music break with the details. Here is a little more Turn Up Tuesday music. One, two, three. Has it was plain to see I go by the name of Jermaine Dupree Dope man fresh in the place to be And uh Oh I think they like Oh I think they like Oh I think they like Busy 
over here. No sleep, stay up on they grizzly over here. We young, we fly. And we gon' stay flashy till the day that we die. Oh, I think they like me. 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 They don't wanna fight me. I'm snatching your ass up first. Act up first. Get buzzed. Majestic getting shredded while I'm twirling and switching sword. T-shirt strap like leather. Red child, white tee, boy. Like a NASCAR. If you wanna know how much it costs, you should ask Paul. As far as the watch and chain, I drop some change. It's easy for me to cop them things, and I don't stop. I got rocks and rings. You know, the same size as a boxing ring. Swimming pool in the front, in the backyard. I ain't gotta act hard. I'm under 21 with a black card. And yeah, I know that was kind of a low blow, but the dough for the so so don't come slow. Oh, I think they like me. Oh, I think they like me. I think they like me. Oh, 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 I think they like me when they heard me on the other one. So it's only right that I hit you with a knock. Oh, I think they like me when they heard me on the other one. So it's only right that I hit you with another one. Good morning to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadar.com. JohnNoRadar.com and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. You are tuned in to Coffee in Tow World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Today, we are going live on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon at 10 a.m. Eastern, filling in for DJ Sean and his show, The Big Deal. You just heard them, franchise boys. Oh, I think they like me. The so What you know about that? What you know about that, man? Have me over here doing the uh, lean with it, rock with it, stanky leg. Have you doing all the dances? Well, it is Tuesday. It is turn of Tuesday, so we take it to the club. And now it's time for the details, and we are starting off with international news. Out of Senegal, 
Senegalese officials have arrested two health workers from a neonatal unit where a fire killed 11 newborns last week. And remember, we spoke about this story. The arrest happened on Sunday, according to private Senegalese radio station RFM. The nurse, excuse me, and a nurse's aide were on duty Wednesday night when the fire took place at the Abdul Aziz Saidabak Hospital, located 75 miles northeast of the capital, Dakar. They were arrested for neglecting children and endangering the lives of others, according to report by RFM. The arrests came days after President Macky Sall promised investigations to determine the cause of the fire. He also called for auditing of all medical equipment that accommodates newborns in the country. Health Minister Abdullaye Diofsar was fired last week and replaced by senior minister official Marie Kames, the government has said. Saar, who was attending the World Health Assembly in Geneva, cut short his trip to return to Senegal and told RFM that the fire was caused by an electrical short circuit. A year earlier, four other newborns died in a hospital fire in Linger in, in northern Senegal. A series of other deaths have also raised concerns about maternal and infant health in the West African nation, believed to have some of the best hospitals in the region. Earlier this month, authorities discovered a baby that had been declared dead by a nurse's aide was still alive in a morgue. The infant later died. A little concerning is that only a nurse and a nurse's aide were on duty you would think that's crazy you would imagine that they would have more um people working that shift or any shift for two people alone to attend to 11 newborns that cannot be an easy feat um so of course i'm going to be staying on top of this story to see how that pans out I really thought what happened to those babies, yo. Damn, they didn't have a chance. Russia-Ukraine live news updates Russian soldiers jailed for war crimes. A Ukrainian court sentences two captured Russian soldiers to 11 and a half years in jail for war crimes. Russian troops are slowly advancing towards the center of, this, of a new city, the governor of Luhansk says. A Russian separatist leader claims Moscow's forces now control a third of Severodonetsk. And that's the other city. Long name, I must say. But their advance is slower than hoped. The mayor of Mariupol discloses that his staff have discovered 25 new grave trenches where bodies were being placed in layers and that Russian occupiers have buried at least 16,000 residents in mass graves near the city since the middle of April. The Kremlin reveals Russia's Vladimir Putin told Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan that Moscow is ready to facilitate the unhindered export of grain from Ukrainian ports in coordination with Turkey. Charles Michel, president of the European Council, announces an agreement among European Union countries to ban most Russian oil imports. U.S. will not send Ukraine rockets that can reach Russia. This is according to President Biden. The U.S. president's comments followed reports that the Biden administration was preparing to send advanced long-range rocket systems to Kiev for its fight against Russia. Ukrainian officials have sought a longer-range system called the Multiple Launch Rocket System, or MLRS. That can fire a barrage of rockets 
hundreds of miles away. It was not clear which system Biden was referring to in his remarks. CNN and the Washington Post reported on Friday the Biden administration was leaning towards sending the MLRS in another system, the High Mobility Artillery Rocket System, known as HIMARS, as part of a larger military aid package to Ukraine. The Ukrainian government has urged the West to provide it with more longer-range weapons in order to turn the tide in the war, now in its fourth month. U.S. officials had said such weapon systems are actively being considered. The U.S. has provided thousands of portable Stinger anti-aircraft and Javelin um, anti-tank missiles to Ukrainian forces, as well as advanced drones and field artillery. But Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov last week cautioned Western powers against supplying Ukraine with weapons capable of hitting Russian territory, warning such a move would be a serious step towards unacceptable escalation. Ukraine's foreign minister has said the urgency of his country's need for bigger weapons can be summed up in two abbreviations, MLRS, multiple launch rocket systems, and ASAP, as soon as possible. Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuluba said on May 25th, the situation in the eastern Donbass region was extremely bad. The rocket systems could help Ukrainian forces try to recapture places such as the southern city of Kherson from Russian occupiers who invaded Ukraine on February 24. Can I say I blame um, the hesitants, blame them for being hesitant about it? No, because I believe sending weapons that with more capabilities could be stirring the pot putting more wood in the fire, turning the flame up, and might lead to more deadly repercussions. Um, just my opinion. You're absolutely right about that. You know what I'm saying? Fuels, if Russia find out, say, or no, say, hey, you send them long-range missile to Ukraine for hit Russia. It's an all-out war, that. You know what I mean? I'm going to think America ready for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think America ready for that. And they're not going to want that right now. Trust me. Yeah, so I, I hope that Biden will stick to his guns on that one and not send more artillery. You have any for money in business. The United Kingdom has announced it will start offering work visas to graduates from the world's top universities aiming to attract the best and brightest workers. Under the scheme announced on Monday, graduates with a bachelor's or master's degree from the top 50 universities abroad can apply for a two-year work visa, and those with doctorates can apply for a three-year visa. They will be allowed to bring family members with them and be able to switch to longer-term employment visas, the government has said. Under the new scheme, Applicants must have been awarded degrees no more than five years before the date of application. Eligible universities must appear in the top 50 rankings of at least two of the following. The Times Higher Education World University Rankings, the uh, Academic Ranking of World Universities, and the Quacarelli-Simmons World University Rankings. I'm going to have to jump on those lists and to see what universities they have there. Let you know, it would be pretty interesting to find out. The most can, can you put it in the link when you're done? Uh, sure. The most recent list of eligible universities from 2021 published online by the UK government 
comprised more than two dozen universities as well as institutions in Canada, Japan, Germany, China, Singapore, France, and Sweden. The government said candidates must pass a security and criminality check and be able to speak, read, listen, and write English at an intermediate level. Rishi Sunak, the finance minister, said the scheme would enable the UK to grow as an international hub for innovation, creativity, and entrepreneurship. We want the businesses of tomorrow to be built here today, which is why I call on students to take advantage of this incredible opportunity to forge their careers here. Yes, Dre, I'm going to look it up. Um, I found it quite interesting, um, but what is of more interest to me is the universities that they're gonna that they are considering the world's top universities and will there be equal advantage to everyone that's that's all i'm gonna ask but let me see if i can find it um go back to al jazeera and find the story again so if 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 someone has a a, a doctorate they they still need to be from one of those yes um most, top universe yeah, yes. even with the doctor Oh, yes. oh. Yeah. yeah, I posted anyway. <laughs> okay, hold on one second. Let me see if I can find it here and put it back up. Yep, found the link and just bear with me one second. So I guess if you know anyone or if we, if anybody here knows anyone who may be interested, let them check it out, you know. So the link yeah, is yeah, my aunt, <laughs> my aunt, looking somewhere to 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 escape from this United States of gun culture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so definitely go ahead, check it out, and let me know what you find. Also, out of the United Kingdom, UK introduces law to protect Northern Ireland's native language. The government of the United Kingdom has introduced legislation to protect the Irish language in Northern Ireland for the first time. The UK's main representative in Northern Ireland said last week's development was a significant milestone in what has been a long and tumultuous journey. Irish, sometimes known as Gaelic, is indigenous to the island of Ireland and was the population's primary language until the 19th century. Its use was widely suppressed and gradually declined during British rule. Irish became an official language in the Republic of Ireland after independence in the 1920s, but remained marginalized in Northern Ireland. While historically spoken by all sections of society, the language has also been tied to Irish nationalism and republicanism, both by its defenders and detractors. Long-promised commitments for recognition have been blocked or stalled for decades, in large part due to opposition and hostility from Northern Ireland's pro-British unionist parties. Also grant rights to Ulster Scots, another minority language. The Irish, weren't they heavily... um? Which is what's what's the word? Um, discriminated against by the British at one point. Yep. That's what I thought. They, they and they were a lot of them were enslaved, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that they're recognizing. What does the Gaelic sound like? Does it sound similar to English? Anyone familiar with it? Does it sound similar to English? Is it like an English dialect, like we have our patois in Jamaica, which is a blend of um. 
African, French, there's some Spanish Okay. There's some Patoish when they when they talk. It's it's crazy with that British accent, but it has. It's broken English. Okay. All right. Thank you. We do the same for Africa too. Yeah, low Africa language alone, and stop trying to force the people for the uh, strip the people them language and culture. But and I don't think the they're stripping them, Afa. The, the the for example in Nigeria they have their different dialects which they speak. English is taught. They do some parts of Africa they do speak French, but I don't think they're it's stripped away from them. Many countries um, there are hundreds of dialects within Africa, other languages that we don't understand and you know we don't have translations for it um if we wanted to try to compare but i don't think they're being stripped i don't think they're told that they can't speak their language you know i don't think so yeah you know what I mean, that them schools, um, China actually went in some of the schools them, where they uh, heavily have them hand in and uh, met them know say, yo, I uh, uh, forgot which country it was in Africa, but them met them know say, yo, them are cheat with them native tongue to Mandarin or uh, uh, something like so. You get what I mean? So, we know that China definitely do that. You know what I mean? That is factual. We know that for a fact. Because uh, I think last year or year before last, the, the report came out that China was actually doing that. You know what I mean, with the schools and the much I forget we the native language that that conscious uh, or that reach and speak and uh, make them a, a teacher Mandarin and stuff like that. I don't have a problem with us learning other languages. I think we should embrace other languages. Quite frankly, people who are able to speak, I have a huge um, amount of respect for people who are uh, multilingual. Who are able to speak three four five six seven languages stripping someone no i don't agree with that but yeah, embracing other languages i think is a plus it allows us to have open forms of communication close your mic for me please Afo. they have a lot of feedback from the truck um yeah you have a lot of um opportunity when you're able to speak other languages you, you know not just being able to travel but being able to work and to interact and bridge um, gaps within cultures and I think I agree with that right okay so coming up after the music break we do have stories out of North America here's a little young jock for us
guaranteed to go down. Meet me in a tram. I'm saying my chick bad, my chick hood, my chick do stuff that your chick wish she could. My chick bad, badder than yours. My chick do stuff that I can't even put in words. Her swagger don't stop, her body won't quit. So full pipe down, you ain't talking about my, my, my chick bad. Tell me if you seen her, she always bring the racket like Venus and Serena. All white top, all white belt, and all white jeans, body looking like milk. No time for games. She's full grown. My chick bad. Tell your chick to go home. My chick bad. My chick hood. My chick do stuff that your chick wish she could. My chick bad. My chick hood. My chick do stuff that your chick wish she could. My chick bad. Better than dirt. My chick bad. Better than dirt. My chick bad. Better than dirt. My chick bad. Now your girl might be sick, but my girl sicker. She rides that and she handles her liquor. I'll knock a out and, and fight. Coming out swinging like Tiger Woods' wife. Yeah, she can get a little hasty. Chicks better cover up their chest like pasty. Couple girlfriends and they all a little crazy. Coming down the street like a parade. Macy's. I fill her up. Balloons. Test her and get drawn like cartoons. Don't. But I ain't talking about Homer. Chick so bad, the whole crew on a My chick bad. My chick hood. My chick do stuff that your chick wish she could. My chick bad. My chick hood. My chick do stuff that your chick wish she could. My chick bad. Better than dirt. My chick bad. Better than dirt. My chick bad. Better than dirt. My chick bad. Now Willie's wanna try and be my bestie But I take a left and leave them hanging like a terrible Trash top to them, then I put them in a hefty Running down the court, I'm dunking on them, Lisa Leslie It's going down, basement, Friday the 13th Guess who's playing Jason? Tuck yourself in, you better hold on to your teddy It's Nightmare on Elm Street, and guess who's playing Freddy? Chef cooking for me They say my shoe came crazy The mental asylum looking for me <laughs> You a rookie to me I'm in that wham, bam, verbal lamb, damn Been a band Don't get scared my now My chick do stuff Disturbing the beast My chick bad My chick hood My chick do stuff that your chick wish you could My chick bad My chick bad You are tuned in to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and of course, I have my 
quote unquote studio audience right here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. You are listening to Coffee and Toll World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Today we are going live on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon at the top of the hour, 10 a.m. Eastern. Filling in for DJ Sean on his show, The Big Deal, as he enjoys his vacation. And now we do have stories out of North America. But before I even jump into that, um, I must say thank you, DJ Naturalist. I am truly humbled. (laughs) Um, Sunday, I had the opportunity to sit in for DJ Naturalist on his show, um, Classic Sundays, which airs on um, Future FM 98.9. Also on viscosityblend.com online and qmzradio.com online. It was three hours. It was a musical journey. I, I, I'm, and I'm not going to be afraid and to say this. I was nervous as heck. <laughs> Good thing I have acrylic on my nails. Otherwise, I'm sure I would have bitten all my nails off. But um, it was fun. I had fun. I totally en- enjoyed the music that I played, some of my favorite songs. I hope you are able to catch it. Um, yeah, thank you so much again, DJ Naturalist. Truly um, appreciate your trusting me with your slot um, on Sunday. Thanks a million again. And now it's time for stories out of North America. Go right ahead. I just want to say, uh, no, nah, thank, thank you. Um, I had no apprehension about, um, you know, I've actually, my, my apprehension was, whether you say yes or no. <laughs> but as far as we do actually um, doing a good job, I didn't even think um, twice about that. You are, profes- you are professional at what, at what you do. You are good at what you do. You care about what you do. And you take pride in what you do. So with all of the recipe right there, that's just um, a recipe for, um, for, for greatness. So just thank you again. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. It was my pleasure. And thank you too. All right, and now it's time for stories out of North America. Canada introduces new legislation to freeze handgun ownership. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has announced new legislation that his government says will usher in some of the strongest gun control measures in decades, including a freeze on the buying and selling of handguns in the country. In a news conference in Ottawa on Monday evening, Trudeau invoked a string of mass shootings in Canada over the past decades, as well as recent attacks in the United States as part of his government's impetus to introduce Bill C-21. Canadians all agree that we need less gun violence. We cannot let the guns debate become so polarized that nothing gets done. We cannot let that happen in our country, Trudeau told reporters. Gun violence is a complex problem. But at the end of the day, the math is really quite simple. The fewer the guns in our communities, the safer everyone will be. Canada has stricter gun ownership restrictions than the U.S., but gun control advocates in recent years have called for tougher measures amid a string of mass shootings, including a 2017 assault in a Quebec mosque that killed six worshippers and a deadly shooting in Toronto in 2018. In 2020, Trudeau's government banned more than 1,500 models and variants of assault-style firearms. And this is in the aftermath of a deadly attack in the eastern province of Nova Scotia that year. 
That ban included the AR-15, which was used by a gunman to kill 26 adults and children in the Sandy Hook massacre in the U.S. in 2012. And the, I'm not sure how you pronounce this, the R-U-G-E-R, is it Ruger, Ruger, Mini-14 rifle, which a gunman used to kill 14 women at a Montreal engineering school back in 1989. During Monday's news conference, Canada's public safety minister, Marco Mendicino, also said the government plans to launch a mandatory buyback program for those assault-style weapons that were previously banned. Today, our government introduced Canada's most significant action on gun violence in a generation, said Mendicino, who told reporters that approximately one million handguns are believed to be in circulation in Canada. Combined with the measures we've already put in place, this marks the next significant step in our fight to eliminate gun violence, he said. Well, thank you, Trudeau, for setting an, setting an example. Now, am I going to say ban handguns? Ban handguns. No. Assault rifles, yes. Change ease of access. We need to have background checks. No if answer. Nobody should be able to just walk in and get a gun as though you're walking to Walmart to pick up a gallon of milk. That's what I'm saying. So Canada pretty much is turning up its nose at the U.S. right now. That's a, you know, he just said it nicely. We don't want that to happen here. And you can't blame him. They have had their fair share of experiences. And they know the effects it can have. So he is taking the bull by the horn and he's doing something about it. And listening to the people as well. Now, I, I heard an article over the weekend where it was said that between... 70 to 90% of Americans are asking, begging for gun control, but nobody's listening to us. Nobody's listening to the people of the country. So maybe they will think about, you know, taking a page out of Trudeau's handbook. Because it's not done, it's not over. Texas mass shooting could affect governor's race. Following the massacre of 19 elementary school students and two teachers by an 18-year-old man with an AR-15 style rifle in Uvalde, Texas, Beto Orbito O'Rourke, a Democrat who is campaigning for governor, briefly seized the national political spotlight to implore voters that it is time to do more to protect Americans from gun violence. O'Rourke, who wants to unseat Republican Greg Abbott, crashed a news conference last week in a scene widely viewed online, shouting at his opponent that the murders of the school children were predictable and you're doing nothing. O'Rourke is betting that the tragedy will focus the issues to gun violence and reset his long-shot campaign in the United States' largest Republican state. Abbott was twice previously, um, or I should say has twice previously won elections by landslides and has begun the campaign with $55 million in the bank, far more than O'Rourke. 
and gun culture looms larger in Texas than perhaps anywhere else in the country. While it might not be the easy or politically safe thing to say, I don't believe any civilian should own an AR-15 or AK-47, O'Rourke says on his official website. Though it may be too early to tell what will happen in the Texas governor's race in November, the shooting has already affected both parties. Abbott canceled his planned visit to the annual National Rifle Association meeting, which began last Friday. Also skipping the three-day event was Republican Texan, uh, Texas Senator John Corrin, who is among those negotiating with Democratic colleagues on strengthening background checks and red flag laws allowing authorities to remove firearms from those determined to be a danger to themselves or others. I think it felt cathartic for a lot of people that maybe, that maybe might have been on the fence, said Abel Prado, executive director of the Democratic Advocacy Group, Cambio, Texas. It gives you at least somebody's trying to stand up and do something, or at least say something. O'Rourke spent two nights in Uvalde after the shooting, then headed to Houston for a rally against gun violence outside Friday's meeting of the NRA. To those men and women in positions of power who care more about your power than using that power to save the lives of those that you're supposed to serve, we will defeat you and we will overcome you. O'Rourke told protesters who chanted his name and the phrase, vote them out. And of course, the folks in Uvalde are very angry. The blame for an excruciating delay in killing the gunman at a Texas elementary school, even as parents outside begged police to rush in and panicked children called 911 from inside, has been placed with the school district's homegrown police chief. It has left residents in the small city of Uvalde struggling to reconcile what they know of the well-liked local lawman after the director of state police said that the commander at the scene, Pete Arredondo, made the wrong decision not to breach a classroom at Robb Elementary School sooner, believing the gunman was barricaded inside and children were not at risk. Stephen McCraw, the head of Texas Department of Public Safety, said at the Friday news conference that after following the gunman into the building, officers waited over an hour to breach the classroom. Nineteen children and two teachers were killed because of that waiting. Arredondo, who grew up in Uvalde and graduated from high school there, was set to be sworn in Tuesday to his new spot in the city council after being elected earlier this month. The 50-year-old has spent much of a nearly 30-year career in law enforcement in Uvalde, returning in 2020 to take the head police job at the school district. <laughs> um... He dropped the ball and he dropped the ball maybe because he did not have enough experience who knows people are very angry gonzalez said another woman in the neighborhood where arredonde grew up began sobbing when she when asked about him the woman who did not want to give her name said one of her granddaughters was at the school during the shooting but thankfully was not hurt juan torres a U.S. Army veteran who was visibly upset with reports coming out about the response said he knew Arredondo from high school. You sign up to respond to those kinds of situations. 
If you are scared, then don't be a police officer. Go flip burgers. He was the one who said he was hit, ready to hit the ground running. I have plenty of ideas and I have plenty of drive, he said, adding he wanted to focus not only on the city being fiscally responsible, but also making sure street repairs and beautification projects happen. Um, and of course, we talk about the 911 situation. McCross said that students and teachers had repeatedly begged 911 operators for help, while Arredondo told more than a dozen officers to wait in a hallway. That directive, which goes against established active shooter protocols, prompted questions about whether more lives were lost because officers did not act faster. Two law enforcement officials have said that as the gunmen fired at students, law enforcement officers from other agencies urged Arredondo to let them move in because children were in danger. The officials spoke in condition of anonymity because they had not been authorized to speak public, uh, publicly about the investigation. Seems to me a lot has gone wrong here. I agree. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming up because I wanted to turn the mic over to you to ask you, what is the temperature like now in Texas? As far as gun control or? As far as gun control, as far as um, the governor, if he deserves to be there. <laughs> um, well, I am praying that it does turn. But the unfortunate part is, and I know you guys have been maybe listening to the news, they don't think it's a gun problem. So because they don't think it's a gun problem, I don't see it changing that much. I was actually shocked that um, those two decided not to go to the NRA convention because that was a three-day event here. But I still think that's political as well because November is going to be here very soon. Hmm. Very, very soon. But most people blame it on mental health. Or let me say, most most others blame it on mental health. That seems to be the um, the quote of the day, right, Javette? Everything. Everything is blamed on that. And we continue to see um, interviews being done. We continue to read articles. And everybody is saying the same thing, mental health. Nobody is saying, let us address the need for stricter gun control. Nobody is saying, let us review the 911 um, operator system. Because remember, also at the Buffalo shooting, when the 911 operator got irritated and hung up on the, the assistant manager because the person was whispering. So we seem to have a problem with 911 as well. The training needs, how often are they retrained, brought up to speed? Landscapes change. New situations come into play all the time. How often are they taken into rooms and given revised training, tactics, how to respond, how to react, what to do, 
what cues should you be picking up on? And I'm not a 911 operator. But I think certain things are common sense. Students and teachers repeatedly begged 911 operators for help. Problem number one. Problem number two. And I'm in no particular order. I'm just listing them here. Problem number two. When is it okay to breach protocol? You're so hung up on protocol that 19 children, two adults lost their lives because you're deliberating what to do. Some things are a no-brainer. Some things you do have to throw protocol out the window when it comes especially to saving lives. Deal with the repercussions of breaking protocol afterwards as long as you can justify it by doing the right thing and having the better outcome. I believe that had they gone in sooner, more lives would have been saved. Would lives have been lost? Yes, definitely. Moments. Yes, Javette. You're breaking up, Javette. Try again. Go ahead. When I heard about it, can you hear me? Yes, go right ahead. You're clear now. When I first, oh, when I first heard about it, I was afraid that some of those children, when they breached the room, probably was hit by the the bullets from the police officers. That was my first thought because I've never known for them to kind of go into, I mean, he was already in the room. It wasn't like he was outside of the room or the perimeter. Mm -hmm. So that was one of my first fears. Okay. So even though they did drop the ball, what would have happened if they just would have went in shooting all willy nilly as well? Good point. That's a great point. Never thought about that. But that is a great point. Okay. So let us then look at possible solutions going forward. Solutions that should be in place. Because since we can't really rely on the government or the police to do it for us, what can schools do? Besides putting more officers on the properties, can we have something in place that doors are locked? Let there be like a silent alarm. You know in banks they have silent alarms, right? So that the, the, the criminals don't know well or not supposed to know that you have sent a signal to the police stations. Can we have silent alarms? Um, once you hear that there is someone on campus, lock classroom doors so that they're not able to get in. There should be an automatic button. I don't know. I'm just thinking outside the box here. Well, that's a good idea. These, I mean, these are all the things that they're proposing because uh, they don't want to address uh, uh, the real issue, which is um, the assault rifles, you know. So they are proposing, like, because in New York, they do have, like, some school have metal detectors and some school have one-way um, entrance. You know, they have emergency exit or whatever, but those doors can only be uh, open from the inside. Um, I mean, 
is just putting a band-aid on a bigger problem so i mean and it's all foolishness they just really need gun control but they are proposing those those things because they don't want to address the issue the problem that i have with that in turning a school into a prison pretty much is that this if we don't have good gun control these measures that they take to protect the school they they will have to take these measures everywhere everywhere we go have to be a prison yeah the school is protected because their children or whatever but then like we're gonna burglar bars and and everything a supermarket a movie theater like it's a bigger issue than just having certain doors and windows and exits and 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 metal detector like every mall we're going gonna have a metal detector like who want to live like that well it's what we need it's what we're gonna need we're gonna need something until until they're willing to fix the issue also the more they do it at some black schools and some black neighborhoods so why not do it at every school then yeah they do it in new york i know that definitely you know but what i'm saying is not going to be limited to school is it, it, it have to go be everywhere because now when they can't shoot up the school they're just going to pick the easy, easiest target to shoot up the movie theater the mall the, the so ev- everywhere we go gonna have dogs and i mean the other day i was in atlanta and i went to uh what the name of that damn mall anyway this mall in bucket and there was like they had I had to go through metal detector to go in there. They have dogs all over. I just get up and leave. I was like, yo, if the man have dog and these things in the mall, like, I don't need to be here. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, that's my I thing. I don't need to be there. I and I left. Like, people don't want to live like that, man. I get it. But what is it going to take then? Well, the only other answer <laughs> is to go to the polls. That's the only other answer to get them out since they're not willing to do what we want them to do. Those who are there is to remove them. That's the only other answer. But here is the thing. We have to wait until November and I'm going to say this and I don't want to look at it this way. I I, I really am trying, but schools are going to be closed during the summer. You know where it's going to become the target? The malls, malls movie theater. Movie theaters, outdoor events. Those are going to be the targets during the summer. Now, when I pray we don't have any of those things happening, but school reopens in August and September, depending on the state you're in. Back to school again. People who are sitting and itching and waiting to get into another school and it's going to strike and we don't know where we don't know when we don't know who but here's another thing pay attention to online posts people stop saying that oh they haven't done anything so we can't do anything to them we have to really change the way we feel about that we say we want freedom but we are not responsible with our freedom we are far from it we want our freedom. We want to be able to say whatever we want, whatever we want to say, do whatever we want to do. But we are not responsible. And here's, I said this, um, I said this the other day. I was having a conversation. I said, you know what's weird? If I were to go online or if anybody goes online and makes a threat about any high official 
They're coming to get you. They are coming to scoop you up. Freedom of speech doesn't come into play there. They're not waiting for you to carry out the act on a president or vice president or any um, high-ranking official. They're not waiting. They're scooping you up. But yet you're going to wait for the rest of the citizens of the country, which I have a hard time wrapping my head around. One, one second, Afo. Oh, one, hold on one second, Afo. It is the top of the hour, and we are now live on Future FM 98.9. And that is, of course, in the Mount Vernon, Westchester, and the Bronx area. This is Moments with me filling in for DJ Sean on his show, The Big Deal. Go right ahead, Apple. Yeah, sorry about that. I was just saying that because they don't consider the regular citizens as national <laughs> security. You know what I mean? National, a uh, threat to national security. You just, you just a nobody. You know what I mean? And like you said, Say something about the president or vice president or them big wigs in the office. Oh, you're yeah, 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 darn right. Them swooping quick and fast. It's the CIA, FBI, um, ATF, all of them kick down your door. You know what I mean? Bomb squad, everything running in your house. You know what I mean? Because it pulls something. But do it about a school full of innocent elementary kids or any kids, uh, any school, any supermarket. Nah, it's not, yeah, it's whatever. You know, they don't care. You know what I mean? So I just and that just the the, the the harsh reality, you know. Uh, but it, but they not they need to do something. I don't think they're gonna do nothing. But something needs to be done, so one way or the other. One way or another. Yes. Go right ahead, Fabian. I noticed you had your mic open. Go ahead. Yes. Good morning, moment. Good so morning. I just want to say good week to everybody, all the kings and queens in the room. Uh, boy, what we're facing is definitely. Um, this becoming a military state in terms of uh, lockdowns and and the like and while it is not something that we obviously prefer i think there's no way around it moments to be honest until it's fixed we cannot wait for uh these politicians that has kind of come to jesus moment as in regards to gun control and all that it's not gonna happen overnight and um your best the, the best indicator is, is 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 history and the history suggests that this country is obsessed with guns but what i want to ask parents in this room is do you know protocol of your child's school and or college universities uh when it comes to uh if a situation like this arises i think that's something that we don't discuss nearly enough but uh, there are measures that we can take, and one of them is trying to find out what is your setup. Uh, obviously, they can't disclose, uh, you know, <clears throat> real detailed plans. But I think, I think that's something that parents should be aware of in their schools because it varies from literally from county to county, and sometimes even from from neighborhood to neighborhood in regards to policies and all that. But that's something I thought about over the weekend is, is do we really know how our children are being protective in their respective schools? So just, just some food for thought. Thank you. And that's a great question. Thank you, Fabian. We know what it is for hurricanes. We know what it is in the event of a fire. But you're absolutely right. What is it in the event that there's an active shooter, especially we had it in Florida, in South Florida, right, Fabian, when we had the Parkland shooting. Exactly. So you're right. 
and you know what if an, if if one school has a better plan in place and you need to move your child i think it's worth it and, and that's why i, I you know the, <laughs> uh, if it's if if one school is that much better and i'm more clear as to what and then we look in the eye I'm mean, not talking on the phone call. I'm not talking look, um, Mr. Principal or Ms. Principal, but I like me, which I just discuss about this and that. And as I said, I don't need no details, but I need to see something in your eye and something come out of your mouth that's going to make me feel better about dropping off my child in the morning. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Great point, um, Fabian. Great point. And as... Um, Schools come to a close here in South Florida. Um, yeah, something we need to think about, have conversation about. And as parents, if we are not satisfied with the response that we're given by the administration, we make suggestions or we make changes. But making a change is not so easy, Not in, especially not in Florida, South Florida, where rent is astronomical and you want to move from one... Um, from one city to another, one zip code to another, it's not easy, right? Um, but so what we need to do is force the schools within our locale to make the changes, to implement what's necessary. By, for example, in South Florida, you have the Broad County Public Schools, you have the uh, Miami-Dade Public um, County School System. Go to these meetings. When they have meetings, parent-teachers meetings, whatever, let us make ourselves be present. Wherever you are across the country, you have children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews. Be involved at whatever level you can. If you can't be there, encourage someone to go on your behalf. Encourage the parents of your nieces and nephews to go. We all have to get involved because right now, it's a situation that we're going to have to fix on our own until November. And you're talking about June, July, August, September, October. Five months. And a lot can happen in five months. But moments. Yes. Can I interject for yes, a quick moment? Yes, yes, please do. Even, especially here in Texas, even if we get these two gentlemen out of office, the unfortunate part that is going to happen is you need to have a majority to get anything done in this country. So even if those two are out, what side the majority falls in is what side the bill is going to pass. That's the unfortunate part. So we need to get more than just one or two out. Okay. Right. It needs to be a whole change of things. Yeah, you're right. Another great point. And that has to be throughout all our states. Throughout all our states. President Joe Biden said Monday that the Second Amendment was never absolute. And that after the Texas elementary school shooting, there may be some bipartisan support to tighten restrictions on the kind of high-powered weapons used by the gunmen. I think things have got so bad that everybody's getting more rational. At least, that's my hope, Biden told reporters before honoring the nation's fallen in Memorial Day remarks at Arlington National Cemetery. His comments came a day after he traveled to the shattered Texas community of Uvalde. Mourning privately, 
for three plus hours with anguished families grieving for the 19 children and two teachers who died in the shooting. Let us not forget the teacher's husband who suffered from a heart attack two days after. Faced with chance of do something as he departed a church service, Biden pledged, we will. After the Uvalde trip, Biden spent Sunday night at his home in Delaware. As he arrived at the White House for Memorial Day events, he was asked if he's now more motivated to see new federal limits imposed on firearms. He said, I've been pretty motivated all along. I'm going to continue to push and we'll see how this goes. And this is why I said last week, executive order needs to be enacted. And I know it was explained to me that it's just a temporary fix, but I will take the temporary until we can get something permanent. Something needs to be done. So don't just continue to push President Biden. Do what you can do what you can now, even if what, whatever you do is going to stave us off for another two years, do something. And we hope that in, within the time frame, we are able to have something concrete, cemented, in place that cannot be undone. In Congress, a bipartisan group of senators talked over the weekend to see if they could reach even a modest compromise on gun legislation after a decade, one, a decade, 10 years of mostly failed efforts. That included encouraging state red flag laws to keep guns away from those with mental health problems. A congressional aide said the senators would meet virtually Tuesday and throughout the week. And it's not everybody that does a mass shooting has a mental health issue they need to stop saying that it's not everybody who has mental issues picks up a gun and it's not everyone who has picked up the gun and committed mass shootings that has mental health concerns or deficits or are suffering from mental health illness they need to stop hiding behind that banner So I can, anybody, any one of us can get up tomorrow, do the same thing, and it will be just tossed to the side as mental health. Not mental health, because mental health means that you're okay. Every, everything is in order with you mentally. Mental illness. Just, just, I'm you know. Just go do something, and then you'll say, hey, mental health problem. And then say, so, oh, all right, they slap on the wrist or nothing at all. You know, see like the, 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 they call that girl, the, they call that girl, the, um, the only fans, um, girl who killed the African guy, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, mental illness. And that was that. Supreme Court officials are escalating their search for the source of a leaked draft opinion that would overturn Roe versus Wade taking steps to require law clerks to provide cell phone records and sign affidavits. Three sources with knowledge of the efforts have told CNN. Some clerks are apparently so alarmed over the moves, particularly the sudden requests for private cell data, that they have begun exploring whether to hire outside counsel. The court's moves are unprecedented and the most striking development to date in the investigation into who might have provided Politico with the draft opinion it published on May 2nd. 
The probe has intensified the already high tensions at the Supreme Court, where the conservative majority is poised to roll back a half century of abortion rights and privacy protections. Chief Justice John Roberts met with law clerks as a group after the breach, CNN has learned, but it is not known whether any system, system, systematic, I can't even say the word this morning, any systematic individual interviews have occurred. Why are they so pressed about who leaked it? Why are they so pressed about that? That's not your problem right now. You are going to request them to turn over their cell phones, their private cell phones. You're so anxious to get to the bottom of who disclosed this because you all wanted to operate in the dark of the night. To reverse the Roe versus Wade. To strip women of their rights to be able to choose whether they want to carry a child or not. Based upon circumstances or not. Strip them of their freedom of choice. That's what you're more concerned about. Instead of seeing how you can protect the women who are raped and become pregnant, who are trafficked and become pregnant, for those who are molested by family members and close family friends. That's what you should be looking to fix. Address those concerns. Worrying about who leaked it. I'm gl- and I hope whoever leaked it is protected. I really hope they are protected. It never comes to light. Really and truly. And here's what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. It's music news and naturalists' views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sonette, Rose Solo, and Marlon, 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune into QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Join us Monday, June 6th for the start of Season 3 and more stimulating conversations. Check out the Jano Radio crew on JanoRadio.com and don't forget to download the app today. J-A-H-K-N-O Available in, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rose Solo for the Rose Solo Show Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and stay tuned because right after that, stay logged on for DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesdays 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. And the pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkymatic every Thursday 5 to 7 p.m. Oh, excuse me, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern every Thursday. Start your weekend off early. <laughs> well, start it off with a bang on a Friday. It's Wanted Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Mix Master Kavan. And he returns every Saturday also at 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Freestyle Saturday. Saturdays and Sundays, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, DJ Simple brings us Blazing Saturdays with DJ Simple and Big People Sunday. And don't forget, 
we are now streaming today 10 to 12 p.m eastern on future fm 98.9 future fm yes in the bronx westchester and mount verdon i am filling in for dj sean on his show the big deal and i've I'm moments with me. Here's what's coming up after the music break. We do have business and tech news and health and science news. Here's a little bit more music to keep us going. Let's take it to Usher, to the club.
Lil John got the beat to make your booty go. Take that, rewind it back. Ursher got the voice to make your booty go. Take that, rewind it back. Ludacris got the flow to make your booty go. Take that, rewind it back. Lil John got the beat to make your booty go. Good morning to all of our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. Welcome also to the listeners on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. I will be with you. I'm filling in for DJ Sean on The Big Deal. I'll be with you until 12 p.m. Eastern. Our moments with me. Thank you so much for tuning in. And now it is time for business and tech news. win the lotto over the weekend because i could do it some money <laughs> that would be a blessing eh? <laughs> i'm telling you so business and tech news right here in coffee and Joe world news on the go every monday through friday 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views soon you will be able to buy solar panels at ikea Starting this fall, shoppers will be able to buy solar panels at IKEA alongside the Swedish retailers Flat Pack Furniture and Famous Meatballs. The new project, according to a news release, is a collaboration between IKEA's U.S. branch and SunPower, a California-based company that sells and installs solar-powered products, including solar panels. The line of home solar products, called Home Solar, will be available to members of IKEA's customer loyalty program, according to the release. The products will allow customers to generate and store their own renewable energy and live more sustainably. Shoppers can expect to see the home solar line in some California IKEA stores starting this fall, according to the release. At IKEA, we are passionate about helping our customers live a more sustainable life at home. We're proud to collaborate with SunPower to bring this service to the United States and enable our customers to make individual choices aimed at reducing their overall climate footprint. And that, of course, is according to Javier Quinones, who is the CEO and Chief Sustainability Officer of IKEA. U.S. The launch of Home Solar with IKEA will allow more people to take greater control of their energy needs. And our goal is to offer the clean energy service at additional IKEA locations in the future. The introduction of solar products is IKEA's latest eco-friendly initiative. Earlier this year, the company, if we, I think we spoke about this, they did announce that it would buy back used IKEA furniture from customers in an effort to be more sustainable. But remember, folks, that used furniture has to be in its original state. So not flip it, you know, DIY it. No, 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 no. Has to be in its original state. But check out your local IKEA 
or jump on their website to see what the conditions are for the buyback program. But I'm here for the solar panels. IKEA may have a customer in me soon. Haven't been there in a long time. So, IKEA fans, how are you feeling about that? The solar panels. Not feeling it. Okay, I'll see. I'll test it out and let y'all know. Because anything to cut my light bill down, it's ridiculous. No matter what I try, I can't seem to get it under $300 per month. Well, it's reasonable. Which is what? Well, I'm saying hopefully the solar panels are reasonable. Oh, I hope so too. But you know something? If they are um, practical, meaning they actually work and can help to offset some of the um, energy costs from our electric provider i'm sure it will pay for itself after a while right yeah well it's a good investment yeah. if it hook up right <laughs> so we have to get a professional to do it for us okay yep. <laughs> thanks for the reminder so tesla reportedly opening a 24-hour diner and drive-in movie theater with ev charging stations the legendary Los Angeles drive-in movie theater might receive a so chic modern upgraded Tesla marquee and an EV charging station that will stay open 24 hours. Tesla reportedly filed plans to replace Shakey's Pizza at 7001 West Santa Monica Boulevard. For anyone in California who knows where that is, the upgrades include a 24-hour Tesla restaurant, drive-in theater, and charging station. The inspiration comes from Tesla's owner, Elon Musk, who in 2018 tweeted visions, and his vision included a retro-like restaurant with Tesla at the center of attention. Gonna put an old-school drive-in roller skates and rock restaurant at one of the new Tesla supercharger locations in L.A., he tweeted. The Real Deal reports that Tesla filed a proposal with the L.A. planning department for a 9,300-square-foot restaurant where drivers can watch movies and eat while charging their electric vehicles. There is no date for the futuristic Meats 1950s restaurant, but it has not yet been approved by the city either. Looks like the new spot will be the place to be when you want to charge your Tesla, eat all night, and enjoy a movie. He is really leading the way <laughs> in technological advancements and wow who is here for that one me of course <laughs> oh you have a tesla no but <laughs> you're gonna get one let me want to get one you know yeah he's taking that he's taking that apple approach i i i see you know they're building a cult mm. i think i'm signing up <laughs> oh, so you're saying I'm a part of a cult because I'm an Apple baby? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we Apple people. <gasps> it's a cult. Okay. All right. I need to get it together. I will not be a part of a cult. I refuse. But more and more, Tesla is sounding really good. I agree with you. I have to agree with you on that one, Dre. The demand for bulletproof backpacks has increased severely since the devastating deadly attack in Uvalde, Texas, killing 19 children and two teachers at the Robb Elementary School. The attack on Tuesday left the world shaken and asking how this could happen again. With confusing timelines and survivor stories, companies that sell bulletproof backpacks are seeing a spike in products. According to insider Yasir Sheik with Guard Dog Security, a company that manufactures and distributes various self-defense products like stun guns, alarms, and pepper, 
pepper sprays said they are seeing an increase in customers interested in bulletproof backpacks. Retailers that sell the backpacks also have increased products like Dick's Sporting Goods, Home Depot, and Lowe's. Guard Dog will also donate the recent proceeds to the organization Make Our Schools Safe. The nonprofit was started by a victim's parent from the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, back in 2018. Other companies like Wonder Hoodie and MC Armor have reported increased sales. A spokesperson for MC Armor says customers from all around the world are looking to purchase. What makes their product stand out is that they are for children and are approved and designed by pediatricians. States that have been ordering more products like the bulletproof backpacks include Georgia, Florida, New Jersey, California, and Pennsylvania. Looks as though I might have to look into that. Yeah. Oh, they're kind of weird to me. Um, why it might seem as yes, no doubt, but uh, that, so uh, bulletproof, bulletproof backpack. Normally, a backpack wear on your back. Yeah, but uh, if, Afa, you the front hold on, Afa, hold if you're in this classroom, Afa, hold on, I know exactly where you're going, not to cut you off, but if you're in the oh, classroom, you can put it in front of you, can't you? Some students, I see where them, I see they put their backpacks on their chest and wear it. Yeah, but, no, 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 that, that one I cannot, that one I really, yeah, sometimes I put it in front of you, but majority of the time you, you think they are in front. And if you're in the classroom, your, your, your backpack there, you have to put your back of your chair at your feet, or some of them school have the, what you call them, the locker, you know what I mean? So, it, 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 I don't know, I, I don't know, I guess if it can help for the, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what You don't think it's worth the effort? I think maybe, it's the maybe, and if you walk and somebody come up behind you and shoot, and shoot, them things and them catch you, but really, they don't catch you because uh, you know they have on the backpack. You get what I say? If they come up behind you, because again, majority of the time you wear your backpack on your back. That's why you name backpack, not front pack. You get what I, I say? Get that. But Alpha, we have to think broader right now. Right now, we are in a situation where any suggestion will be helpful. You know what I mean? Because yes, I understand backpacks run on the back when they're walking about school. You're in the classroom. Let's think about this. Because remember, he went in the classroom. Sandy Hook went in a classroom. So the, 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 the likelihood of you grabbing that backpack and putting it in front of you will increase some probability that you may not be struck by a bullet. Go right ahead, naturalist. Uh, this backpack thing is just a, a, a feel-good moment for those who don't want to have any kind of serious angle for them. Remember, the police outside, they had bulletproof vests, they had big guns, they had training, and they had all kind of other things. And they're out there terrified to go in that building. They left those kids to be, to be, to be slaughtered. Are you going to tell me a little, a little child with a, with a backpack is going to fight off a guy that has a big um, AK-47 or whatever kind of gun they're using? That, that, that is just a little bit. They can have it. But I don't think it would actually make any any big difference. Remember, exactly, it won't. those cops were terrified. And when I when I the more I look into the story and hear how those cops react, you know, it makes me wonder if they're in a different community. Would they have? I've never heard of police waiting. I know that there's a shooter in a room locked up with kids, 
and they just do. I've never heard anything like that. So you got to wonder, if there was a white neighborhood, would they just stand there and wait? Right. And, and I'm pretty sure they, they would not. So I don't, uh, backpack may make you feel good, but uh, I don't think it'll make a big difference. Uh, um, listen, Afro and naturalist, I get what you're saying. I do. But I am grasping at straws as someone who has children in high school. I am looking at anything that I, any measure I can take as a parent. Because the truth is, I can't depend on the leaders to do it. I can't. So I have to look and see, okay, what can I do? Because I want my children to have as normal a life as possible. I don't want them cooped up in the house. I really don't want. Because we see how that can go. I really don't want them here. I want them to be able to enjoy the experience, have the school experience that I had to some degree right they shouldn't have to go to school and be worried but the truth is we have as parents it's up to us now to protect our children however we can and we're sending them out there if the school tomorrow said listen all your children need to come in gear from head to toe i think i would sign up as as asinine and as ridiculous as it is it's something i may have to consider because they're not protecting our children they're protecting the NRA. They're protecting the gun manufacturers. They're protecting the gun investors. That's who they're protecting. I don't think we should support none of these measures because the more we support these measures, the less they're going to address the real issue. True that so too. they're going to put one band-aid, one band-aid on it and then something else happen. You know, because we are scared. They put another band-aid on it, the backpack, the the, the, the metal door, the this, the that, the that, 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 that. And they're just going to keep on putting band-aid on it and never fi fix the issue. So I don't support none of the measures. The, the measures that I is ban assault weapons. You want to have someone have a grenade. You want to have someone have a rocket launcher. Then have someone having the, the AKs and the AR-15 where can cut down a lot of people. As naturally said, the police them stay outside. They stay outside for a, 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 a reason because they know what the weapon can do. Dre, I'm sorry, I get it, Dre. I get it. But in the yeah, but meantime, the moment... we're pushing for this gun control. What do we do in the meantime? That's all I need an answer for because right now we have nothing. We push for control, and we do something. Yes, but when you do something, it, it even um make that process even longer because now they say oh yeah we fix the issue they have this now we 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 we, we don't need the gun control because we have this in place now and then we have that in place now so we don't need the gun control it, it's just probably more difficult to solve That's yo greetings guys I, I just wanted to quickly ask something yeah because yes. this just this is all baffling to me because our gun laws are different much different yeah so i hear you guys talking about like oh they need gun control so what what are, what is already in place because i i just always thought that like i mean i don't know i always hear about people getting caught with guns illegal guns or something like that so what are the current requirements like what what kind of requirements do they have because i'm just curious to know because i i i you know what i mean i'm just looking at it, is this america you know what I mean? Like, they have guns, okay, but I thought there was controls in place already or restrictions or regulations. So, what do they already have? So, like, 
what what um enables you to be able to purchase a gun and what excludes you from being able to buy a gun currently here's the thing um <laughs> sir Kells, thank you for that question here's the thing it differs from state to state the laws differ from oh state yes to state, right yes and number one the, you know i don't know why we call it the united states of america because every state does its own thing number one for real like texas is different to new york and, I, I understand i get that yeah. right now you have states for example georgia that just recently rolled back gun restrictions you don't need to do background checks anymore you have states where you can just walk but, in at 18 but that's years crazy. old. At 18 this years old. This is a first old. world country. Oh, this is not okay. like, this is not no like uncivilized country. Like this is a third. Yeah, that's what, that's you expect that in a third world country. Like no restrictions. You could just buy a gun like it's nothing. Like big America. You oh. can just go in a store and go buy a gun. So. Yep. What's the, what's the age restriction? 18 age years restriction? old. You can be 18 years old and purchase a gun. Any type of right but guess what circle but you have to be 21 to drink boom right there there you go what kind of weird place on a living i will make you people choose this off of a live in a lot of confusion boy on a lot of confusion start hey Drew. you see earlier when you talk whoever mentioned about the rocket launcher thing me remember when the whole pandemic thing he just thought and them all they have march and i said them want for Go about outside, got them want to be able to go to the barber. I see them just up in a military style gear and have rifle. You see the part where the man have an actual rocket launcher, uh, eh? out there in a subway. So they make this thing very easy for them. Can just walk going and say, Oh, you know, someone want a rocket launcher. Oh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll have this, we'll have the um, that one here, um, heat seeker, you know what I mean? Uh, you can't just get this. Um, how old are you? Oh yeah, me at this age. Oh yeah, good then. Have you been arrested? No, I'm good. Alright, cool. Here you go. Are you gone out of the door with your rocket launcher? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good way. one right there, sir. That's what I was gonna wonder, like, is there restrictions on like if you've got a criminal conviction and does it depend on what, what convictions you have or stuff if, like that? If you have a felony, you can you, you can buy a, a weapon. So basically when you go in the store to buy the weapon, right? Um if you if, if if you have depends on the state that you're in if you have a concealed like say florida they do concealed license right if you have a concealed license right you buy the gun they do a quick fbi background on you so if you're a felony you wouldn't get if you're a felon you want to get that gun quite sure um so they do a quick um fbi check if you come back clear if you have a conceal right you get your weapon the same day now if you don't have a a, a a conceal you have to wait i think depending on the state some state five days three days whatever and then um they, they they do the fbi background on you and everything and then tell you to come back the next three to five days for the gun if everything come back clear if everything come back good you go and you pick up your gun um depending on the state if you have your conceal you can carry your gun on you if you don't you can um have it in your back of your car you know with this three-step process that they recommend and uh you, you know but you can't have it on you depending on the on, on the state that you're in so it's it's real simple as long as you come back clear with the fbi you're good they have no nothing mental um evaluation or anything like that so as you come back good from the fbi you're good for go get your gun pick up your gun 
the, prob- the problem is most of these shooters are people with no previous. <laughs> that exactly. No. Thank no. you for saying that. A lot of times, no mental yeah. health issues. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. Nothing. Clean, 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 clean and as a whistle. It's it's not gangbangers that are going out and doing this. It's no, like neeky, geeky, local man will never left them bedroom <laughs> like you know them living at them basement kind of guys like you know what i mean all right we're gonna take one more comment and then we're gonna keep it moving go ahead james yeah yeah so so what you were talking about um you know that bag pack and, and the one metal detector thing just think of it as like you're sending out your kids to school every day traumatized for something that could possibly happen but might not happen you know, it, it's just like, for me, like, when I drive across the border to, to, to go to the States, and as soon as I see, like, a police car, you kind of get traumatized because you start thinking about, okay, how do you approach this? You get pulled over, you, you, you have to do a certain um, thing as a, as a black person. And that traumatizes you. So, like, sending out millions of kids to school every day um with bulletproof like it, it's it's almost like if if you if you if you talk to like wives of police officers and soldiers like when 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 their husbands are leaving or wives are leaving in the morning to to, to go to work it's like trauma every day because you know that you're 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 going in danger and you you you, you send your husband or your wife out there and and you, you they probably won't come back even though like for a regular citizen like you could go out and, and not come back also but when you do such like dangerous like like a police officer or a soldier like your 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 family that's the mindset that they're, they're, they're thinking every day so sending your kids to school like you're sending them to war is going to traumatize them and I, and I just think the politics have to change and that's a simple thing the politics because just in through the past um, gun control law in one week. Yeah, we spoke in, about it earlier. You weren't here. We spoke about one it. One week, and and it it was it was triggered by what what's going on in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Then last week there was a, a young man walking in a school zone with a gun in his hand, and they shot him and down. So, someone called the police, and police came up right right away, and and told him to drop the gun. He didn't drop it, and they they shoot him and kill him. Yeah, we spoke after, about that one last week. Yeah, after they kill him, they realize it's not even a real gun. It's like a BB gun or whatever. Um, so that trigger everything. And simple, they, they pass um, laws already where you can't, you can't own a gun that fire over 10 rounds or whatever at a particular time. You have to fire and reload and stuff like that. So right. it's the politics, the politics have to change because this old stupidity about the right to bear arms like when when that was written people were, were stuffing um powder gun and, and 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 reloading and and stuffing again they didn't have like automatic rifle that can kill a hundred people like in 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 five minutes you know so yeah. they, they need to get over this well they did have the gatling gun oh boy so i agree i agree with you on that one um James, and I do have to keep it moving. I do apologize. In health and science news, the tobacco industry is causing huge environmental damage, the WHO warns. 
The tobacco industry is a far greater threat than many realize as it is one of the world's biggest polluters. From leaving mountains of waste to driving global warming, the World Health Organization has warned in a new report. The WHO report Tobacco Poisoning Our Planet, published on Tuesday to coincide with World No Tobacco Day, outlined new findings on the extent to which the tobacco industry is harming both the environment and human health. It found that the tobacco industry is responsible for the annual loss of 8 million human lives, 600 million trees, 200,000 hectares of land, 22 billion tons of water, and releases about 84 million tons of CO2 into the Earth's atmosphere. The report found that the carbon footprint from production, processing, and transporting tobacco is equivalent to one-fifth of the CO2 produced by the commercial airline industry each year, further contributing to global warming. The findings are quite devastating, according to the WHO Director of Health Promotion, as told to AFP News Agency, slamming the industry as one of the biggest polluters that we know of. In addition, tobacco products are the most littered item on the planet, containing over 7,000 toxic chemicals, which leach into our environment when discarded, Fretch said. Well, I'll tell you something. Had they legalized marijuana decades ago, we probably would never have cigarettes anyway. The whole time you have to talk, me I think about that, you know. <laughs> the whole time you have to talk. <laughs> I'm just throwing that thought out there, right? So Earth is expected to pass through a debris trail of a broken comet tonight and in, well, I'm sorry, that was last night into this morning. I don't know if any of you saw it. It could result in a brand new meteor shower. Night sky watches in North America have the best chance of seeing the Herculean shower with NASA recommending around 1 a.m. on the East Coast. It has already passed, folks. So I hope for those of you who stay abreast of um, astrological, or is that what I should call it? <laughs> Outer space things. I hope you are able to see. Now, they do say um, that NASA has said observations from the Spitzer Space Telescope, which was published in 2009 indicated that some fragments are moving fast enough to be visible, exciting space scientists. Each year, there are around 30 meteor showers which occur when the Earth passes through the trail of debris left by a comet or asteroid that are visible with the naked eye. I have never watched a meteor shower, I will confess. I don't know, I'm just not fascinated. I don't know, I'm just not fascinated with it. I don't know. Oh, you need to watch them. <laughs> Alright, now them have one a planet killer out there. It's not reached Earth yet still. Listen, Apple, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'ma say this. I'm gonna die one day. Right? I don't know what Cho Cho Cho. I really don't know. So I'm not gonna sit down and watch it, right? When it happens, it happens. I'll take my chances. It's time for us to take another break. After the music break, we will have sports crib in corner and news out of Latin America. Here is a little trick, Daddy, for our turn up Tuesday. Let's go. Somebody that knows somebody 
something about it. And I won't answer now. Who, what, where, where, why? See, a lot of dudes like to act the fool. Now I'm getting on live, but that ain't my style. So who he gonna get? And what he gonna do? Run up on me if you want to. Hot damn pressing his homies. He's done up in front of his mama. I'm up up the floor with him. And I kick in the door and let the phone go get him. I got food that'll go get him. This for him and the fool and the dude that run him. Good morning to all our listeners tuned in to QMZRated.com, JohnNoRated.com, and of course to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Thank you. This is where the conversation happens. Today we are live on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. I'm filling in for DJ Sean and his show, The Big Deal. So thank you, Future FM, for tuning in. You are listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Somebody needs to ping Lissa in the room. Please ping Lissa in the room. I know Marlon doesn't want her in the room right now. Let's talk and about Del, it. Good morning, And Del did not show up. Um, James, you here? <laughs> Still here. Good morning. What can I say? Go right ahead, Rosolo. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just saying good morning. It's a great Tuesday. I've been quiet, but now it's time for me to talk. Yeah. I bleed green. I bleed green. I bleed green. Lissa yes. needs to come through in that green blazing shirt. Yes. With yes. the Celtics sprawled uh, across uh, it. Stay on mute, please. Excuse you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your mic is out. Really, really, moment. We can't hear you. Really? No, no. Can you tell me? Did you really feel good about that win? No. Anyone? Anyone that felt? Anyone that felt good about that win? Please put your hands up. James, my hands up. Both hands. Both hands are up. Anyone? No. Look, Boston. No, apparently yep. Boston had the number one and the mm. number two um, player in that series, right? Uh-huh. And your Kyle point Larry, is? Kyle Lowry is, is, Kyle Lowry is fat again, unhealthy, injured. Tyler Hero injured. Mm. Jimmy Butler was playing the team by himself. And Jimmy oh, Butler God. Jimmy Butler had 24 Ooh. seconds that he, he could have taken a better shot. <laughs> <laughs> What a wicked No, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler could have gone straight to the rim and mm-hmm. that game would have been different. You cannot feel mm-hmm. good about that. I feel good because guess what? Guess where we're going? Sorry, James. Stop drinking that haterade, James. Sorry, James. Stop making excuses. Don't be the typical North American. <laughs> Jason Tatum. Scored 26 points. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart each added 24. And the Boston Celtics held off a frantic rally in the final seconds to beat the Miami Heat 196 on Sunday night and reach the NBA Finals for the first time since 2010. Al Horford added 14 rebounds for the Celtics, who never trailed on the way to pulling off a Game 7 win on the road. And not including the bubble, that was the first such victory for the storied franchise since beating Milwaukee for the 1974 NBA title. Next up for Boston, the Golden State Warriors in a series that starts Thursday in San Francisco. Jimmy Butler, who willed Miami into Game 7 by scoring 47 points, he did good, I'm not going to knock on that, on Friday in Boston, led the Heat with 35 points in what became their season finale. Bam Adebayo added 25 for the Heat, who were down 11 with under three minutes to go before trying one last rally. A 9-0 run capped by a three-pointer from Max Struss with 51 seconds left got the heat within 98-96. They had a chance for the lead. They really did. With about 17 seconds to go when Butler tried a three-pointer from the right wing, but it missed and the Celtics escaped. Boston forced the Heat into nine consecutive misses during a crucial stretch of the fourth quarter, using that stretch to turn an 82-79 lead into a 90-79 edge. And the Celtics, who had lost each of their last four trips to the East Finals, guess what? They found a way to hold on. Kyle Lowry scored 15 for the Heat. Grant Williams finished with 11 for the Celtics. The Celtics came out flying. The Heat came out on the opposite side of flying. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Marlon, you have something to say? Oh, I have to tell you all this. I have to give you all this. This man took it so personal. I'm 
going to actually file a lawsuit against the Miami Heat. I am. Because they had me. <laughs> I got to find a nice way to put this. So, you know, I'm feeling good about the game, right? Celtics won. Miami Heat lost. I'm feeling real good. And I'm feeling, oh, yes, in the mood for something. And my husband is like, nope, not going to happen. Not tonight. Don't you see I'm depressed? <laughs> I need to have a word in the Miami Heat. Sir, serve you right. <laughs> so the next morning, the next morning, <laughs> the next morning, he turns to me, still upset. He turns to me. How could you? How could you even think about that? Huh? How could you? Don't you see what just happened last he lost. You didn't even think about consoling me. You didn't even say, baby, what's wrong? That you is okay? consoling. You're gonna get <laughs> That is consoling. So I need to have a word to the Miami Heat team because they are getting it. They're interfering with my personal life. Marlon, you okay? Hello, crickets. I'm I'm just fine. I am just as long as you get that, I'll be just how as long as what? As long as what? As long as Rose Solar and you just move on to the next story, I'll be but, morning, but, Marlon. But Marlon, that's what that's that, that was the consoling. That was that that's what she gonna try to do for consoling and you, you reject it. Thank star. you, sir. Exactly. So, you exactly. know what I mean? You can't complain. Exactly. You can't complain. You know what I mean? She didn't try to give you the simple thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I tried. <laughs> the man vex I said the man vex him, vex him, vex him, vex. <laughs> I had to say, I said, babe, how much money did you lose? <laughs> So Miami Heat, um, Eric Spolstra and team, we need to have a um, press conference. We need to sit down and have a conversation because we need to know how y'all going to cut me a check to deal with the emotional damage that I'm going through because of my husband's rejection of me. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Don't put an idea in them people over there. Remember you on the radio. I know where you're so state already. Listen. I'm, I'm here for the come up, one way or another. All right. How do I say it works still? Hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'll break y'all a piece off, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going for the kill. So, for emo emotional damage. Yeah. I'm, I'm emotionally distraught. Yeah. It's interfering with my, my marriage. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They need to do better. Um, Could Mammy have done better? Yes, they could have. James, stop making excuses. They weren't no. playing like they were no, hungry. Man, Moments, they were not serious? hungry. They were not no, hungry. No, are you serious? You Celtics that? were hungry. No. no, just imagine. Just imagine if if um is if Tatum went down, or if even Alford or or one of them went down. Do you think um Boston could have win without one of their player? Remember, the sixth man of the year was on the bench. The guy that was shooting all those threes all season. Wah, you know wah, Jimmy Butler. Wah. Jimmy Butler is injured. Kyle Lowry is fat. Like, wah, how could I, wah, wah. no? How could I? No, trust me. Like, no, like oh, to get, easy, no up. to get to moments to get to a game seven uh -huh. with one shot to win the game when mm -hmm. when Kevin Durant and, and and Kyrie Irving could um got swept. Miami did extremely well. Trust me. Okay, they did well. Okay, nothing to be ashamed about, Marlon. <laughs> you know, take take. 
I, I give you permission to take a month off. <sighs> Where's right. divorce paper file you? Where are the James? Don't yet. So, Marlon, what do we do? Because Sanet has a valid question in the chat. So the bets are off? Well, supposed to be because it was Miami versus Golden State. But my money, we're going to transfer it to this game now. My money's still on Golden State. I'm not moving my money off of them. They better win. Bets. The bets are written down already in case anyone forgot. Yeah. I have it written down. Andel, Moments, James. Golden State? This, uh... All my money's on Golden State. All okay. my money. Marlon, where are you? Where are you, my friend? Where are you? Hmm. Andel. No, Andel. where? <laughs> you know, you, you no. sure don't want to join me? You sure you don't? Nah, I have room. You... We, we have room. Uh, can you, you bet some people who ain't going to pay you anyway. So... <laughs> and I'll make no <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he is all Marlon, up in his he feelings. sounds so salty. He is bitter. He's so salty this morning. He's bitter, bro. He's bitter. Bitter, bitter, bitter. Anyway, he'll get mm. over it. The sports world is mourning the untimely passing of Arizona Cardinals cornerback Jeff Gladney, who was killed in a car accident on Monday morning. The crash occurred around 2.30 a.m., in the westbound services lanes of Woodall Rogers Freeway at Allen Street in Dallas, Texas. A female victim in the car also succumbed to her injuries. Her identity has not yet been released, though several sources have reported that the woman was his girlfriend. The Texas Christian University standout recently inked a two-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. The move served as a new chapter for Gladney, after he was found not guilty in March of a felony assault charge stemming from a domestic dispute. Prior to signing with the Cardinals, Gladney was a first-round pick in the 2020 draft, landing on the Minnesota Vikings before being released last August. Gladney's best friend and former TCU teammate Jalen Rejor took to Twitter, sharing several emotional tweets as news of Gladney's death circulated. Former Cincinnati Bengals safety George Iloka also expressed his feelings regarding the tragic news, reminiscing on his time playing with Gladney during his rookie year. One of the most respectful and intentional rookies I've been around so far. Always had a smile and came to work. Sad, really sad. So young, so precious. The Cardinals, NFL, and Vikings also released statements sending their condolences to Gladney's loved one. Jeff Gladney was just 25 years old and left behind a one-year-old son. That is truly unfortunate. Now it is time for Caribbean Corner. Face-to-face classes suspended at Clarendon School, and this is one is coming out of Jamaica. Face-to-face classes have been suspended at the Chandler's Penn Infant and Primary School in Clarendon 
after four suspected cases of hand, foot, and mouth disease were reported among students from the infant department. The Ministry of Education and Youth has advised that students from grades 1 to 6 in the primary department would have been in direct contact with students from the infant department during a treat that was held on Friday, May 27. They will therefore not return to the school for the rest of the week while deep cleaning to properly sanitize the building takes place starting today, Tuesday, May 31st. It added that all classes will be facilitated online to limit the occurrence of students missing teaching days. Arrangements are also being made for the National Grade 3 Diagnostic Examination to be administered as planned relative to the school. The examinations are set to begin on June 1st. Anybody familiar with that disease, the foot, hand, and mouth disease? How, how does that come about? I'm not familiar with it. I've heard about it in passing before, so I'm not ignorant to the term, but I'm just wondering, what is it exactly? How does one contract it? Is it from an animal? Is it from a plant? What is it? Can someone please explain? If you know, please. Okay, so I have to go to Google then, right? Okay, y'all. <laughs> y'all sending me dumps to dive into Google, I go. All right, no problem. I'll go and look it up hand mouth and foot disease okay but i'll pull up the next door in the meantime people um, need to wash them and when them go to toilet oh jesus <laughs> that's it that's it that simple seriously sir because i'm being real serious is that it? no i'm serious that's, that's just it? a basic okay um I, I i looked it up on google quickly and i'm just summarizing what he was basically saying is the kind of causes of it and he said something about you know they said that one of the um, best preventions is hand washing. Well, they say it's something about feces and uh, kind of something, uh, kind of something. So I, mean, I don't know. I just, I just feel that people need to wash them hands when they go to toilet. So it comes down to sanitation. Yes. Okay. So wash your hands. But you know something, circles. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of times, public restrooms, even here in a first world country. You go to these restrooms. I tend to walk with things in my in my bag, right? But for the most part, you go into some of these restrooms, there is no toilet paper, no soap to wash hands. And for me, <clears throat> excuse me, I prefer to use my own toilet paper. That's the truth. I really prefer to use my own. And here's the reason why. The toilets in the public facilities are open. They don't have lids. When you flush, particles splatter, some that you can't see with the naked eye, but they do splatter. So chances are they're going to land on the toilet paper. You use that toilet paper, you wipe, what happens? You're now infecting yourself with bacteria. That's number one. I also tend to walk with... Um, soap sometimes yes and and what you call it wipes in my hand so even after washing my hands um and they do recommend that you not use the air dryers because yeah. they do recommend that too because it does pick up bacteria from in the bathroom and it circulates onto your skin but what i like to do is i never when i'm leaving the restroom i never touch the door with my hand i get paper towels and I use that to hold on to the door handle to open the doors. All right, that's all. So we have to protect ourselves the best way we can. So 
are the bathrooms at these schools fully equipped? I don't think so. If soap isn't there, what is the child going to do? If there's no soap, they have no, sometimes the schools don't even have water. So what do they do? They use the restroom and head right back out to the classroom and go play amongst other children and eat. And you know, children share food. So I think the Ministry of Education not only needs to look into the sanitization of the schools, but also seeing to it that faculty and ancillary staff have the necessities, the basic necessities. Water should be at every school. Even if there's a water lock-off, tanks should always have water. So the Ministry of Education should see to it that schools are that their tanks are full at all times, right? Soap should be in the restrooms. Even if you don't have something to dry your hands, at least have soap in the restrooms so that the children can wash their hands. And now, you know, hand sanitizer on the outside, on the wall, so they can, you know, sanitize their hands that way too. But yes, thank you so much for looking that up for me, Sir Kells. And I'm also learning too that it is spread by direct contact with saliva or mucus. So when you're drinking from somebody else's container using the same straw, you know, children, we, as children, we all did it. And if you say you never did, I'm going to look at you sideways. But a lot of children, especially in, in back in Jamaica, you would share a box drink, you share food, you eat off of the same fork without any consideration of anything. You're just living, right? Um, so be careful with that. Symptoms include fever, sore throat, feeling unwell, irritability, and loss of appetite. The virus usually clears up on its own within 10 days. Pain medications can help to relieve symptoms. So that's a little bit, bit more about it. So I hope these children well, will be okay. All right. What I said is, primary school and even basic school, because just remember things on basic school. I mean, I eat like if I say you, you, you hold the food a certain way with your hand, you can't catch me access for none of that. If I say nose not to come from you, your nose, you can't catch me access for that. And that's a basic school. And one grade come all the way through primary school, have the same behavior. Yeah, I mean, they used to, the first, when Bubble Boy, nobody remember the show Bubble Boy when that he just come out. We used to get called Bubble Boy when we were at school. And people say, hey, I bubble if you live in a because at home we used to stay. So, yeah, me not easily just, <laughs> especially if we see, you know what I mean? More times see some kids and like, I'm just like, I'm just like, yo, yo, you must not around and, and, and uh, drink from the same cup or, you know what I mean, box juice and them something there. You know what I mean? So, me, kind of, me stay away from that. You know what I mean? So, them look at something there, but never have a problem and catch up, but never catch nothing from the school. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think it's kind of different. It's very, be very like, just, uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? You were very yeah. conscious. Yeah, yeah, uh, there we go. Very conscious, probably <laughs> I got school. Very, you know what I mean? Okay, awesome. So, a man, yeah. go ahead, go right ahead. 
Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Cause I remember Utes, the Utes, you know, and them like for do all kind of shoppingness, like like and wipe them nose not with them hand. And then remember all the games with them plays, all contact games like tag and all them right, something there. Right. And some youth them just just mischievous and like for pick them nose. I won't go wipe oh. some people. Out. <laughs> yeah. The things that children <laughs> do. Yeah, the girl them with it. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> tell you, schools are the biggest germs place. It is. Ever. You have to. That's why once your children come home, you have to have them hit the shower, close in the hamper, or straight into the washing machine. Straight. Yeah. So there's a manhunt that a manhunt has been launched for five Haitian migrants in Antigua and Barbuda. A search is underway in Antigua and Barbuda for five Haitian nationals who escaped from the immigration detention center at Camp Blizzard. The Department of Immigration reported that the four men and one woman were detained at the VC Bird International Airport. This is after landing from the Dominican Republic on Friday. The group had planned on heading towards Montserrat, but did not have the documents required for entrance into Antigua and Barbuda and were detained. The department reported that the efforts were being made to deport Sami Lussou, Audrecin Prenau, Engineer Ronjour, Fabinet Florent, and Franiel Manuel back to Haiti today, but they escaped. The department believes they are still on Antigua and has asked islanders to be on the lookout for them. They don't want to go back to Haiti, I'll tell you that much, you know. Bet 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 them their graze farm. <laughs> is, that like hide out, is that a hideout spot? Where's Javet? Okay, Javet would know, man. That, that, that's what they call ghetto. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they're somewhere down there. All right. But I, I can understand, you know what? That is actually a mad thing because like my dad's from Montserrat as well, isn't it? and like the thing is, yeah, I can understand. You know what? That is the best way. I mean, um, I'm not trying <laughs> to give advice to anyone, you know, doing anything. But if you want to come to England, you know, you go to Montserrat, and Montserrat is still a British colony, and then you just get a Montserrat passport, and then you can go, you know, come to England or go wherever, you know. So is it that easy to get a month is it that easy to get a Montserrat passport, um, Sir Kells? Well, I don't know, but I'm guessing because <laughs> okay. of the volcano and all of that, ah. you know what I mean? It's a bit it's still a bit I mean, they do have government and everything's, you know, getting more legit, but you know what I mean? I'm sure there's, you know, people you can give money to and, you know pay your way so to speak yeah links Caribbean. Okay. yeah from you know the right people i'm sure you can anything can go on money talk you know so it's possible they may have been on that trajectory mm -hmm. so a vincentian graduates from harvard university with first class on a stand-up svg vincentians are beaming with pride as son of the soil gerard porter has graduated from harvard university in the united states one of the most prestigious higher education institutions in the world. According to... Hold on a second. Dre, are you still here? No, he's not. Okay, I was wondering if he checked out that list, as it says, um, one of the most prestigious higher education institutions in the world. According to SVG's education media unit, Gerard Porter, a Vincentian student abroad, graduated in 2022 with first-class honors in chemistry from Harvard University, the oldest institution of higher learning in the United States and among the most prestigious in the world. It said he was also the recipient of the Sophie Front Prize, which is awarded annually to the highest-ranking seniors in Harvard University. And I hope I pronounced her last name right. Is it Front? Prund? Not sure. F-R-E-U-N-D. 
Somebody can correct me on that one. Porto has also gained a membership into Phi Beta Kappa, America's most prestigious academic honor society. SVG's Ministry of Education hails Porter, who is the son of Pastor Gilbert Porter and educator Samantha Porter, as an outstanding son of the soil. The ministry notes in 2016, Porter was among the top CXC, CSEC performers with 12 grade one passes. Good for you. In 2018, he was the most outstanding national scholar with grade one passes in CAPE, pure mathematics, chemistry, biology, physics, communication studies, and Caribbean studies. Congratulations have been pouring in from social media over his achievement. Of course, of course, of course. Yay, in my own little way. I have to big up, big it up to him, Gerard Porter. Proud of you, sir. May you go on to do great things. And those were our stories out of the Caribbean corner. And out of Latin America, Hurricane Agatha. What, what do Jamaicans say? Do we say Agatha? Or do we say Agatha? Yeah, that's about, no, that's about right, the first one. <laughs> or do we say Agatha? Uh, you know, different places pronounce it differently, right? So, Hurricane Agatha sets May record, then weakens over Mexico. And this story comes to us from the Associated Press out of Puerto Escondido. Hurricane Agatha made history as the strongest hurricane ever recorded to come ashore in May during the Eastern Pacific Hurricane Center making landfall on a sparsely populated stretch of small beach towns and fishing villages in southern Mexico. The storm came ashore Monday afternoon as a strong Category 2 hurricane with maximum sustained winds of 105 miles per hour. Then it quickly lost power as it moved inland over the mountainous interior. Agatha was downgraded to a tropical storm late Monday. Its sustained winds down to 70 miles per hour. The U.S. National Hurricane Center said the storm should dissipate overnight, but warned that the system's heavy rain still posed a threat of dangerous flash floods for Mexico's southern states. Hope we don't have much issues with that. Um, three people found dead in Rio Grande River out of the U.S.-Mexico border, and this one comes to us courtesy of Al Jazeera. The bodies of three people have been found in the Rio Grande River, which separates the United States and Mexico, according to Mexican authorities. Mexico's National Immigration Institute said the three people whose bodies were discovered on Sunday, who had apparently drowned, were likely immigrants. A woman, a two-year-old girl, and an eight-year-old boy were found alive. They were unable to continue crossing the river to the U.S. due to the cold temperatures and strong currents, authorities said. The trio, who were from Honduras, were rescued with an airboat. The incident was the latest in a series of deaths of people who are attempting to migrate from Central America to the United States. Some advocates have attributed the deaths to a series of security measures meant to discourage such journeys, saying the added barriers encourage migrants to take increasingly dangerous routes. Last week, a bus crash in northern Mexico killed seven migrants and injured 24. One of those killed was a pregnant woman and two of the injured were minors. Mexican law prohibits truck drivers from giving rides to migrants, forcing many to cram into the back of vehicles where they hide for long journeys. Um, for someone to risk their life, for people to risk their lives, I think that speaks volumes. 
I really do. Am I saying we can welcome everybody and save everybody? No, I'm not saying that. But I think it's an opportunity for us to look at our measures. You know, for people to lose their life, to drown, I think that's really going to the extreme of looking for freedom, for true freedom, economic relief. It means they have hope and they're not giving up. They'd rather die fighting and trying. Many people Moments. have died. Yeah. You know, so we have the same problem between us and France, you know. Yes, you do. You know, a lot of them try to come through the channel tunnel, through the, um, you know, like the tunnel and all that. But, yeah, a lot of, in the last, past year or so, there's a lot of people make, trying to make the crossing by a boat. And, yeah, it's been a similar situation. Like, there's had a few people that's died and all of that. And it's started making a discussion. You know, it's opened the discussion, you know, about it and all of that. But the British people, they're heartless, man, because they're just like, you know, Brexit, Brexit. You know what I mean? We want yeah. to control the borders. We don't want nobody else in. And, you know, they're, they're being quite cold. But then when you see a picture of, like, a baby in a boat that, that dead from trying to cross, then everybody starts to feel compassion. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a very sticky um, topic because, you know, it, it's very polarizing. It is. You know? It is. I totally agree. Thank you so much, sir, girls. And here is what we need to be looking at for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. Inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. It's music, news, and naturalist views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sinatra, Solo, and Marlon at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune into QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. Join us Monday, June 6, when we kick off Season 3 with more stimulating conversations. Check out the John No Radio crew on JohnnoRadio.com. Don't forget to download that app today, J-A-H. K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosola for the Rosolo Show every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, and stay tuned because right after that, it's DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesdays, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkinmatic every Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, and then you can start your weekend off with Wanted Fridays every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Mixmaster Kevon. And he returns on Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Freestyle Saturday. Saturdays and Sundays, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, DJ Simple brings us Blazing Saturdays and Big People Sunday. Coming up after the music break, we have, believe it or not, stories and some entertainment news. Before I forget, we are live on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. And I'll be with you until 12 p.m., Future FM listeners. I am Moments With Me, filling in for DJ Sean on his show, The Big Deal. Thank you for tuning in. Here is Huey. Pop, lock, and drop it. It's Turn Up Tuesday, folks, so we take it to the club. Popo, you a fool for this 
Toot that thing up, mommy, make it roll. Once you pop, pop, lock it for me, girl, get low. If your mama gave it to your baby girl, let it show. Once you pop, pop, drop it for me, maybe we can roll. Tonight is gonna be some changes, no actin' sedition, so stop acting and get it clappin', cause I'm knowing you feel me, yeah, you cute, but don't let that shit go to your head, cause what this cutie don't do pimpin', another one will, you prefer rockin' the suit, and your heels so tall, and we ain't with none of that trickin', but I feel so tall, I've been beeping you for a while, and you throwin' it back, if you lookin' for you a baller, we got dough in the back, look your color Carmelo Brown, and your skin so smooth, I'm having fantasies about what you and me can do And you an undercover freak, you probably thinking the same I'm saying light up on your face, because you're deep in my chain And I ain't trying to put you out there as if you a freak So don't even take it that way, just say you did it for me And yeah, you will probably roll with me, cause there's money in my pocket So before then, I gotta see you pop, lock, and drop it Toot that thing up, mommy, make it roll Once you pop, pop, lock it for me, girl, get low If your mama Gave it to your baby girl, let it show. Once you pop, pop, drop it for me, maybe we can roll. Oh! Welcome to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and of course, my clubhouse family right here with me. This is where the conversation happens. We also have to welcome our listeners on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. I am Moments With Me, filling in for DJ Sean on his show, The Big Deal. You are listening to Coffee in Tow. World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Someone was saying something. What was that? You have to find a remix on that song right there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're not in the club. You're not in the club. 
have the remix, but I just can't play it on air. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I do have the remix. Sorry, Marlon. If that will, yeah, Marlon, I go home with. If that will make you feel better, I will play it for you after the show. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. I want to send my congratulatory um, winning to my good friend, Rosolo. Congratulations. Thank you, Enda. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ah. Um, a moment. You can remove that, 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 you know, you can remove it now, please. Yeah, there comes it. There it goes. There comes the hate. Yeah. I was about to compliment you, Andel. I was, I was really about to compliment you, but you know something? Just for that, it's gonna stay right there. No, well, you see, I, I listen. I give, I you know, I gave my congratulatory to Rosal, of course. You know, as a big, you know, person, and you do that, of course. <laughs> you know, you take your, you do that, but now you. You have it stuck in my face right there. It's like you're like just rubbing it all over. Just like yeah, um, and that's why you know I had to ask if you can remove it. You know? I'll see what I can do for you. <laughs> I'll think about it. Really appreciate it. <laughs> I'll think about it. Let me see what I can do. I don't know if Sonetta or Rosola want to put up something else. I don't know. How do you ladies feel? I I'm having technical difficulties <laughs> right now. Wow. Sorry, and I right haven't now. mastered the art of doing that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. I can't. And I am if a little music, I'm here. Yeah, I'm a little yes. challenged. You know, I only have two hands, and um, yeah, you know, I'm juggling um, reading here and jumping on websites here and selecting music over there, and yeah, you know, it's a bit much, Andel. So, um. Marlon, man, how was your weekend? How was your oh, weekend? we don't need to know about oh, his yeah. weekend. We don't need to know about <laughs> his weekend. weekend oh, we do not need to know about his weekend. That conversation came and went. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's checking in with his client. What's wrong? <laughs> it was rough, man. <laughs> what happened, man? I was looking for you in the room earlier, man, but uh, I didn't see you, bro. But it was rough man but um i'm glad you showed up you know never never ne yeah you never disappoint anyway so <laughs> uh, it was rough though me and james i'm always on time when for you all of us that. man yeah. oh boy yeah. whatever whatever so oh, Lord. <laughs> in believe it or not news this one is so sad indiana police found a young boy dead in a suitcase a young boy was found dead inside a suitcase in rural Indiana woods last month. He died of dehydration and showed no signs of trauma on his body, the state police have said. An autopsy report said the boy, whose identity has yet to be identified, passed away of an electrolyte imbalance that was likely caused by the stomach flu. This is according to the Indiana police when they made the announcement on Friday. The child, who is said to be about five years old, was both clothed and clean when he was discovered by a mushroom hunter in Washington County Woods on April 16, the police said. There were no signs of trauma on his body and a toxicology report came back negative. Detectives believe he was already dead when he was placed in the hard shell suitcase. Police said he likely died less than a week before the suitcase was found. The boy was about four feet tall with a slim build and a short haircut. Investigator, investigators continue to utilize a variety of investigative techniques 
and have worked with several outside agencies during this investigation. Although numerous tips have been called into the nationwide tip line, detectives have not been able to identify the boy. Investigators are not ruling out the possibility that the child could be from out of state or even out of the country. Indiana State Police Sergeant Kerry Hull said somebody knows something. He did not put himself in that suitcase. Somebody did. Somebody out there has first-hand knowledge on what happened in this situation, and we need that person to come forward. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, somebody needs to come forward. Somebody does know something. You know, as I continue to read the article, foul play is what is in mind for me. At first, you know children, when you're packing a suitcase, they will go in the suitcase and fold up and play around, right? So I thought at first that was what it was going to turn out to be. But then they find him in the woods, somebody who went mushroom hunting found this suitcase. So this is deliberate. But there were no signs of trauma, so... Could it be that they forced, whoever did this, forced the child into the suitcase, locked the child in there, waited for the child to stop breathing, and then deposited the suitcase in the woods? Um, How old is this child? Five years old. They're assuming the child is about five, five years old. Fully dressed, clean. No signs of trauma. Toxicology report came back negative. Died from dehydration, electrolyte imbalance, and they're yet to identify. So if this child has a caretaker, a mother, a father in the States, and they have not put out an alarm that their child is missing, then it would seem that this child could be a couple of situations. Either this child was kidnapped kidnapped a while ago um, and was being taken care of by the family that did the kidnapping or the person that did the kidnapping, because yes, that does happen, where people do kidnap children and take excellent care of them. That's a possibility. Or could be a situation that this child is being trafficked and looked after, died, or something happened know what else to do with the body but stuff it in the suitcase and throw it out or three this child was being um transported across state lines possibly i don't know i mean country from country to country meaning like from mexico into um the u.s but they have not um told us the child's ethnicity or race or anything we don't know what that is um, so there are a lot of questions up in the air but this is a disturbing story, for me at least. It really is. Disturbing, yes. And the child has clearly, based on what they said, um, he could have been there over a week in the suitcase. Let me ask you something. Um, from previous knowledge, I was told 
let me rephrase that rewind and come again let me rephrase that in the past i have been told that if a child goes missing you have to wait 24 hours before you can report it is that still true or is there any truth to that no i used to hear that for real um growing up i used to hear that um but then uh an incident an incident happened where this guy you know um his girlfriend couldn't find him and stuff like that and she was waiting 24 hours i called to her because that's what she heard but when she reported to the police station and the you know, to, to the police or whatnot the police um and she said yeah i was waiting 24 the police like hey when did you get that from you know what i mean like no as soon as a person got missing or can't get in contact with the person and so forth or you know suspect make the phone call no wait no 24 hours so i think jamaica kind of well when I was a Jamaica cause they might have it might be true but they know come out and publicly say it you know what I mean unless they're going to the officer and they might tell you face to face but, but, I, but I don't think that 24 hour thing still stands you know are are where that even come come about I don't know where it come about or if it still stands but no I'm hearing that as soon as the person commissioned report it don't wait report it right which which would be the common sense thing to do exactly i don't know where i got it from but i know i did hear it at some point yeah it's something that been floating around for years it, it, that been floating around for years but yeah it, it, it's incorrect as soon as someone you think someone is missing you can um report it because at least remember they do welfare check too you know right so right they would do a quick welfare check just to see so as soon as you think someone is missing report it there's no time frame agree it's based on all movies oh, I was yeah, gonna say the same thing it's based on television I was gonna oh, say the same okay thank you Sunet thank you Asolo you know what you're probably right that's probably where I got it from yeah we watch too much Law and Order and CSI and stuff too much yeah Marlon that's your fault always have the tip it's not sports it's all these different crime shows yeah yeah, hugs. Oh, what it hugs. makes sense because you were, when when they're trying to look back now and they're creating a timeline, yeah, they want the earliest possible signs of this person being missing. So it don't make sense to wait twenty four hours because twenty four is a long time, you know. A lot can happen in that twenty four hours. Oh yes. So you know what I mean. The quicker you you can pinpoint like where that last per that person's location or the earliest signs of where they you know people you know realize they were missing the better i agree i, totally I think agree. what i think what people i think what we get it confused with yeah is the movie thing but i think the police themselves <gasps> don't i'm so sorry go ahead i don't think yeah the, the police themselves don't log it as a missing person until 48 hours them but you don't have to wait to call mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. And I think it's your age too, you know, because uh, yes, you can report it, but they're not going to come really do it. They do a welfare check, but they're not going to do anything really until after a certain time. Depends on your age as well. So it's a lot going to it, but your age have a lot to do with it as well. So if you're over 18, I think it's a possibility. Yes, you can report it, but they're not going to put in a full search 
until after 24 hours when I realize, okay, something is really wrong. So, yeah, that makes sense. Because if you're over 18, you're an adult, you could, you know, maybe just have, you know, overspent a night somebody at somebody's house and nobody else know where you're there and all that. But if for a child to go missing, like after a certain time, you know, like kids shouldn't even be out of a house after a certain time. So you don't know. If a parent said, well, at five o'clock, you know, my child's missing. You say, well, all right, maybe they'll come in by six, seven. But by 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, and they're still out of the road, you know, there's something wrong. Whereas with an adult, they could just be out there doing their thing and, you know, nobody know what they might do. So when we are driving on the highway, I must say the silver alert on the, on the, the digital board thing. You know what I mean? Um, whatever, they wait 24 hours before they must put out the silver, the silver alert. And, and show the car, like, well, the, tell you the make and the model of the car and the license plate. Wait 24 hours. No, no silver alert, not the amber, silver. Yeah. It's silver is for people who are usually older, and if they yeah, older people. If the, if, so if they're endangered, no, they're going to put that out immediately. Because okay, then uh, that's somebody who's... That's somebody who could be in some sort of complicated situation. Okay. So those get rushed. Any anybody who needs assistance, a minor, immediate. At Silver Alert, someone who's older could be unable to take care of themselves. That's going to go out immediately. immediately. But someone who's like between twenty five and 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 forty seven, who has no complications, they're probably not going to do that immediately. And forty seven is not that old. My bad. Let's say sixty five. I'm muting my mic. <laughs> so that you are always tripping me out. You always have to. When that speaks, I have to laugh because she's like. I'm muting my mic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, next week, folks. Next week, we have a couple of birthdays. Let us not forget Clubhouse family. Next week, Monday, it's Javette's birthday. And next week, Tuesday, it's Sanette's birthday. See, of course, you know, we're going to turn it up next week, Monday. And Wednesday. Who is Wednesday? Ooh, Wednesday. Empress. Anna. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, my gosh. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All right. So next week is party week, folks. We are doing it up big next week. All right, so here's this other story. Circles. I'm going to go through this one pretty quickly because time is creeping up on me. A London hospital launches investigation after a woman delivers a miscarried baby at home after the hospital allegedly turned her away. Did you hear about that one? No, I haven't heard about it, but I have noticed, like, even on Clubhouse in the past week or so, a lot of the UK rooms have had a lot of discussion around, I mean, you guys have discussed it as well before, like, you know, in terms of, you know, like, how black women are treated in, you know, hospitals, in maternity and stuff like that, and, just, you know, in general and still, but especially mm. in, you know, because I think you guys have some shocking statistics in the States yeah. when it comes to yeah. black women and, you know, maternity issues. Louisiana. Right, and we have we have similar thing over here. So I have noticed that, but I um I don't know the specific story. But I guess yeah, it makes sense because in the last week I've been hearing a lot hearing of discussion of around okay. the topic. All right, let me go ahead and read the article. So a London hospital has launched an investigation after a woman who was four months into her pregnancy stored the remains of her miscarried baby inside her home freezer. According to The Guardian, a woman named Laura Brody and her partner, Lawrence White, were allegedly forced to store the remains of her miscarried baby in her home freezer. This is after University Hospital Lewisham allegedly sent them home and told them to wait seven days for a delivery bed 
when the couple learned their son had passed away in the womb. The Guardian reports the woman previously went through an early miscarriage and was explicitly told by the hospital that there was no way she would be able to deliver the child at home without medical supervision. However, four hours later, Brody ended up delivering the child at home in the toilet. When the couple called the health and emergency hotline, they were told it was not an emergency. The hotline then allegedly told them to wrap the miscarried baby in a wet cloth and place him in a plastic container. Afterward, the couple went to acute and emergency A&E, where they were turned away to have their baby's remains stored in a mortuary due to not having the right paperwork. They decided that in order to preserve the baby for post-mortem, storing the baby in their home freezer would be best. No one would want their baby's remains to end up in a Tupperware box. It was just shoved onto the side and completely ignored by staff and treated like it was trash, said Brody in an interview with The Guardian, adding that storage in a staff fridge was suggested. We didn't know what that meant. If it was a fridge where everyone stores things, given it was an unlabeled box. I'm sorry. I am having a hard time reading this story because <sighs> given it was an unlabeled box, there was such a high chance it would be misplaced. The shifts would change and we just had no confidence that it would make its way to the mortuary, said Brody. And we didn't want the baby's remains to get lost which we thought there was a very, very real risk of happening. Brody says, no one else should have to go through what the couple called a grotesque experience. There shouldn't be a second family who has to take their baby's remains home. I just thought this is such an extreme situation to have happened, and I just want a line to be drawn and no one else to have to go through this, she said. Wow. Once again, shame on these first world, so-called first world countries. You imagine in 2022, them kind of foolishness are going with the amount of technology and this and that and advancements in this and that where we have. And that, I saw them deal with people. Listen. Wow. Not, wow. That's not the first world. That is just to. gross. It's, 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 yeah, I'm at a loss for words. I'm sorry. We do have to take a music break. Coming up after this, it's entertainment news. Here is Nucky Few Buck.
block here. Posted in the cut, and I'm looking for a block here. Yep, in my white tee, I break a back, and I keep a big bank. Oh, I think they like that. Before I leave the house, yeah, I'm slizzing on the goose, and I'm in a plane. So a nigga really loose, and I can lean with it, and I can rock with it. And if you got a fish, you gotta suck the fuck with it. Hey, go on and rock with it. Go on and lean with it. You break your spleen you break with it. Put up your jeans with it. Smoke some in the spot. Ain't caught if we ain't in it. If you don't wanna do it, then I make you dance. Perfect example. Watch me make your face beat up my hand. Beat up my hand. You see me hit the spot. Spot. Watch that boy. Boy, lay from the road with them fragile boys. Chico stick, I wanna dun dun dun, oh, cause you so thick, girls call me Jolly Rancher, oh, cause I stay so hard, you can suck me for a long time, oh my god, girl, this ain't a dance floor, this a candy store, and I'm really geeked up, and I got more trouble, I pop, I roll, it's off, I know it's the summertime, but your laughing taffy got me full, get loose, get low, don't be shy, I'm playboy. Thank you to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JohnnoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. And also have to say a big welcome to everyone tuned in on Future FM 98.9, up there in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, Westchester. Welcome to Coffee Until World News on the Go. Of course, this is where I read the news and we share our views. I'm trying to catch my breath. I was here dancing too much, right? Those South, what do you call them? The ATL hits? Yeah. Southern Yo, were, were you fighting in the club? <laughs> uh, knocking the box start playing? Oh, no, 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 no. You will not catch me doing that. Definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, you know, those hits, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. And now it's time for entertainment news. Former Dolphin star Ricky Williams 
takes wife's last name to create balance. And this story comes to us courtesy of Bala Alert. Clone. I found that that's no. hold up, hold up, back, back up, back, back all the way up on that one now, Ethel. Let me read the story before I come for you. Hold up. Stay right there. <laughs> Get ready because the war is coming. I found that that's you been, thank you, thank you where my girl's at. <laughs> I found that that's been really powerful in creating ease, intimacy, and Rosolo, your mic is open. I found that My that's <laughs> okay. I found that it's that's the grease on her fingers. It's on her <laughs> she, fingers. Yeah, the Vaseline and she took oil out. Yeah, mm -hmm. but she took the earrings out. We ready. Here wrapped up in a bun. Know me well. we, re we ready. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I found that that's been really powerful in creating ease, intimacy, and trust in my relationship, William said, of the change. His name was legally changed about a year and a half ago. Myron said that his fame had overshadowed his wife within their circle of friends. People kind of forget that she exists. So there's an imbalance in our relationship, he explained. One of the ideas that popped into my mind was, I can take her last name. I think it's cool. It's somewhere where we both win. The former Miami Dolphins linebacker revealed that Williams isn't even really his last name. It turns out Williams was his grandmother's husband's last name, but the man was not his dad's father. It's one of those family secrets, he said, and if you go back far enough, its idea of it is a slave name. So I think of what is even the purpose of a last name, and I find more meaning in this last name than Williams. Although Ricky Williams is the name with which he rose to fame, the former footballer, does not think it will make that much of an impact. To me, this makes the story of Ricky Williams more interesting. Who said, so, who, hold on, Afo. Let me ask you a question, Afo. Who said it is the woman who is supposed to take the man's last name? Who came up with that law? Uh, I don't know. Okay, listen, good. It's good. nature's law. It's nature's law. It's what. It, listen, people need to stop all this anything goes behavior. Yeah, like when you're looking up a family tree. Yeah, mm -hmm. like when when remember in the in the word. Yeah, it's a. You see when you you you, you become married, you leave and cleave. Yeah, but hold on, you leave sir, and sir cleave. Cares, you leave. You become. Hold on. You see when you get married. Who, loves, who does the leaving and cleaving circles? Who does the leaving the and cleaving? Woman. No, the it's woman. the man that leaves his father's and mother's house and cleaves to his wife. Go back and look at that. Yes, mm. yes, but what I'm yes, but in a sense, you you like you, you you're 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 related to your family, yeah. Yeah. But now, like for example, yeah, you're married to Marlon, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his surname is, but say his name is Marlon Brown. From you become Mrs. Brown, you are now part of the Brown family. Mm -hmm. Yes, your DNA genetically linked to your family, but you have you have become part of his family now. You understand? That's how it goes. Yeah. Patriarchy. But, simple. But I'm still waiting to hear who wrote the rule because technically, if you go by what the Bible says, a man shall leave 
his father and mother and cleave to his wife. So if we're going to take that, that means he ought to change his name to my lap. No, no moments. No moments. No, don't do that, man. No, man. No, any man where I do that, then see if I'm a clown, that man, waste man, that man. No, 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 you cannot call them a waste man. I'm going to tell you something. We have done this because it's how we have been socialized. That's why we do it. What if it should have been the other way around? We really don't know. But we are going by something that has been handed down to us for generation after generation. The truth is, we really don't know. And the man made a, he made a point. A lot of the last names that we're carrying around are the last names of slave owners. Yeah, but him just take on a slave name, so I don't get it. Exactly. I get the what one cool the point I was going to make that um, the only thing I, I'd say in his comment is kind of backwards, counterintuitive counter in my head. Right. Because if you're going to say if it's a slave name, right, um, why take lose one slave name to get another slave name? Mm -hmm. You understand? So that's one argument. If, if, if the whole name change thing, whosoever take last name, me not take the woman last name. And if she know I take my last name, I saw it, but nobody name not change. There are right. lots of people that do that, you know, Kevra. And, and if, and if it, I know, but and if, if that is the case too, we, we could get the African name, right? <laughs> and, and, and if I say, straight, I, straight. I, I, I Kevin Kunta and Mrs. Kunta. Straight, straight. <laughs> You know something? We could argue this one all day. But valid points, I'm sure, will be made on both sides. But I don't think we should put down somebody for wanting to take their wife's last name. We don't know. You understand? We don't know if one day the rose... May... <laughs> let me not say that. You know, let me pop the brakes right there. Because I don't want any man to feel emasculated. emasculated because that's not what it is, right? Not at all. You can't control how people feel. You don't want to feel emasculated and feel emasculated. But this is not the point of this conversation. Right. This man decided to change his name. We, When my husband and I were getting married, he had the thought. Because he's not connected to his last name. Mm -hmm. the, the whole, I think that when Williams, I'm going to call him Williams because I do not know his new last name. Mm -hmm. Why he said that, that part was, was not the smartest thing for him to say. The rest of it made sense. But when he did the whole slave name part, it, it was unnecessary. Yeah. Because we all have that name. I agree but with you on that. If you, yeah, hold on, Afro. Hold on, Afro. Just for yes, a minute. Yes, I won't take long. I promise. Hold on. Go ahead. But, oh, whatever so, If, um, if, you're not connected to your name. Why should you have to feel fit with these rules that happened when we were colonized? So I'm going to say it there. That is one of the things that was not necessarily was happening within our past and in our histories. So mm. my partner, he, just, he was going to change his name to mine, to take mine, because he had no connection to his. He's not connected to his father. His father's done wrong because they have the same name. So he's always trying to fight battles to clean up his record because this man did things that in, that affects him and his credit and his livelihood. So what is something wrong? Is that making a waste man for wanting to change his name? That uh, no, no, yes. you're, no, you're no. Yeah, let me finish. No, please. it doesn't. You're entitled no, to your doesn't. opinion. You're entitled to your feelings, and we all are entitled to our feelings. They don't have necessarily our right feelings or wrong feelings, but you are still entitled to them. So if this man wants to go and decide he no longer wants to be Williams, then he doesn't have to be, and he doesn't need your social commentary to make it that, that way. 
I'm I, done speaking. I agree. And thank you for sharing that, um, Sonet. I, I appreciate your sharing that perspective because that makes a whole lot of sense and I can connect with that. But ladies and gentlemen, we do have to wrap things up. I can't believe three hours has come to an end. Time flew. Great conversation as always. And here is what we need to be looking out for. Check out DJ Naturalist this evening at 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone, qmzradio.com. It's music, news, and naturalist views. So don't forget to check him out. And Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join moments in Edward Solo and Marlon. 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune into qmzradio.com and janorader.com. Next Monday, June 6th, for Season 3 and more stimulating conversations. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And check out the entire Jano Radio family. And I have to say thank you, DJ Jean. Thank you for um, allowing me to be able to sit in for you on your show, The Big Deal. So, of course, I have to welcome and say thank you to all the listeners in Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24/7. We 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 hope you enjoyed the show. Bye bye.